0: what's up everybody this is bobby skullface you might know me from your girls dms and your childhood was trash if you didn't grow up with batman unless you were jason todd or dick grayson in which case if you grew up with batman your childhood was also trash
1: Welcome to Your Childhood Was Trash, the podcast where we explore the pop culture touchstones that shape our guest's childhoods, from movies and TV shows to video games and toys. We'll cover it all. My name's Mike, and I'm here with my co-host Nick, and in every episode, we're joined by a special guest who shares their favorite childhood coffee with us and discusses how it influenced their life. <laughs>
0: Watching it, and I don't know if it needed to go any further. Either. And that's not to say it's bad. And an eight only looks bad next to a ten, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's—I I think it's just like the last episode or two when they just they tied it up in a perfect <laughs> bow. Yeah, and it's like that's not how this show is supposed to go.
2: Yeah, but yeah, I
1: agree. So, anyways, um, tell us—tell us about Batman. What's what? What's it about Batman that's got such a, a hold on you?
0: um I'd say like, <clears throat> I don't know, man. I think there's something like. Uh, there's something primal about that character, dude. Like, there's something about like I don't know if it's the silhouette. I don't know if it's like uh, the gadgets. I don't I don't know what it is. But like, I feel like the moment I saw it, uh, like the character, I was I fell in love with it. And I think if I were to try to trace it back to like what do I know it from first, it's probably uh, the Adam West show. But it also could have been the Superpower Tools. Like I can't figure out which one i may have been into first you know um okay but like it's such a far cry from like what i know of that character now but it's like (laughs) i think that i fell in love with it not knowing not needing to know anymore it was like like love at first sight kind of a thing and i think that's why i I think it speaks to something primal i think it also like it's, it's it's the same reason why that character's so like uh fluid like you can You can put that character into anything and it still works. If you want to put him back in like Jack the Ripper times, it still works. If you want to put it in like, you know, samurai times, it still works. Like, I don't know what it is. It's like lightning in a bottle. I feel like it's like a, it doesn't come around, but so often, you know? Yeah. I I think it's,
1: it's due to the simplicity of the character, right? He's, he's complex when you get into it. Yeah. But the, you know, 10,000 mile view is simple right he's he's just a guy that's very bats. skilled and he loves bats, he loves bats. <laughs> he's he's just very crafty and you know that i think that's what allows him to translate into different uh genres like you said
0: um, i think even as a kid you like you think bats are cool too you know like vampires and dracula and like it all kind of like it all kind of melds together in one thing for like a kid you know and i think <clears throat> i think any franchise that like you kind of as you grow there's there's space and opportunity to grow with the franchise. That's, that's the magic, right? Like I think about that with like, uh, Harry Potter, right? Like I'm not, I'm like, it's not my generation. I've seen the movies that I think that they're fine. I've enjoyed watching them, you know? Um, but I I couldn't tell you much about them other than, you know, like a few key words from it, but that audience that grew up with it, that, character and that saga spoke to that audience as it grew up so like that 12 year old kid that that first book was speaking to them and then by the time the last book came out that kid was maybe i don't know 21 22 and that kid is that book is now speaking to the 22 year old you know i think about it with um with uh star wars like um when when i was a kid and i fell in love with star wars it was all about like you know guns and um you know, bounty hunters and cool helmets and, and that, and then like you get a little older and you get into like, you know, the space battle stuff and then you get a little older and you get into like the like religious aspects and a little older and you get into the politics stuff and you get a little older and you get, you know, and like at every step there's something for your age group to kind of appreciate. And I think Batman is, is yeah. one of those things that Adam West superpowers that spoke to me at five or whatever it was. And now at right. 42, there's plenty about Batman that still speaks to me. Uh, like, you know, Affleck's Batman speaks to me at 42, you know?
3: Yeah. 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 It kind of it grew with you. Um, He's you know, also evolved.
0: Like, yeah.
3: He has just evolved as a character, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, the old comics and the old show were a thing. And then it just blew up. And then there's so many different versions of batman if you will yeah you know that have come out over the past couple decades and you know it seems like every year or more it seems like they introduce a different version yeah I, mean, keep that, up.
0: <laughs> I think that character is like it's like um he's way more tied to this earth than i am you know like uh you know and and, and that way i think it's like he's way more real than i am like uh it's like you know i'm gonna I'm going to live hoping God willing, knock on wood, I'm going to live a a long life. But, uh, you know, if I go tomorrow, Batman's going to outlive me (laughs) until the day the world ends. You know what I mean? Like he's going to be here forever. So it's like you have to you have to be something special. You have to uh, rise above some sort of level of mediocrity in order to achieve that. And I think the fact that there are so many entry level positions kind of to become a fan Like, uh, you know, my kids last year, I mean, my kids are a separate case because they grew up with it. Right. But let's pretend they weren't my kids. Let's just pretend they were normal kids. Um, (laughs) You know, they saw Super Pets and that could have been like an entry level presentation to Batman in in a sense, you know, and, you know, and then before you know it, you're watching, you know, Dark Knight or what have you. But like, not everything has that. You know, I don't think, you know, I'm known, I think more so in the Transformers space. I don't think Transformers has ever really done that successfully you know, really grab that adult market, you know, whereas I think yeah. Batman, Star Wars, uh, Marvel, um, a lot of other like Uber successful franchises, m- what makes them successful is that there is literally something for everyone. You know? Yeah. And I mean,
1: there's, there's, nothing more iconic than Batman. You know, you think about the whole like <clears throat> debate of, you know, you put, separate the stuff who cares, you know, DC or Marvel, but, Anyone could tell you show a picture, anyone could say, Oh, that's Batman. Yeah. But I, I you think can't you do that,
0: that with Iron Man or Captain America. Well, maybe especially now. Especially before the movies. Right. Yeah, maybe America, in the movies. For sure. But like uh, you know, like they say like uh like the Bat symbol is like the second most recognized symbol on the planet. You know what I mean? Superman like Superman number one? Superman's number three and the golden arches and McDonald's are number one. <laughs> Seriously? All yeah. Right. <clears throat> and like but I like mean, that all of sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like all of them like you know, like are more are more iconic in the sense of better known than like religious icons or whatever. Like, you know, like it's crazy, man. Like it's 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 that doesn't that doesn't happen like by accident. It happens because you're kind of on to something. And I also think that like, you know, like the old phrase, like something is only as great as its villain or its inverse or whatever. And I think that like because Batman's rogue gallery is just so bloody interesting. And yeah, you know, he's got a lot of
3: them. And they, yeah. and they touch on a lot of different things. It's not like he's facing, you know, generic foot soldier number one, and then they put an <clears> orange <throat> hat on him and he's generic foot soldier number two. Or six other He speech has speech. those, right? Right. But you know, everybody's got their own different color thugs too. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like <laughs> um, you know, like the majority of his villains are crazy, right? Because he's crazy, right? And yeah. like and like the only villain of his that's like is not crazy in, in terms of like the the popular ones. I'm sure somebody could be like, you know, nerd out in a way that I'm not, I'm not just, I'm not kite you know, man like, or
3: whatever his right, name is right. I'm not fluent in, <laughs> <Kite man. clears throat>
0: but like, you know, like is the penguin. You know, the penguin's like in it for the dollar, right? He's like a gangster and he's legit. Yeah. He's and the rest of them are like them are. they're complete lunatics, you know, and he's a. Yeah. You know, and it, like, goes back into that thing of, like, what is causing what, you know, like, uh which is, like, another kind of interesting thing about him. But it's, like, you know, like, he's, like, uh, you know, he's crazy, right? And it's like uh Gordon said in that, um in Batman Begins, right, like the, you know, like, you know, you were, you know, the cops get, you know, handguns, they get automatic, they get semi-automatics, and we get automatics, then they get... You know armor piercing rounds and then they you know and it's like this constant tit for tat between criminal and justice, or whatever you, you know you want to call it um and and then you have this complete lunatic kind of come on the scene and it creates these other lunatics you know i think batman <clears throat> that's what makes him interesting right is like like he he is batman like he's not bruce wayne you know he, he you know spider-man Par- peter parker is going to stop stop and get eggs on the way home you know, like because Aunt May needs eggs. Aunt May needs eggs. Yeah. Got to get her eggs. Batman doesn't give a fuck about Aunt May. Like he, like you know what I mean. Like he doesn't. He doesn't think in Bruce Wayne terms. Like it's all like an effort to be this thing that he's not. He's, you know, he's completely, you know, kind of lost it. I think in that way where he he. Th- There's a, a animated episode. I can't remember. I think it was in um, Justice League Unlimited but they like went to like the future and the Batman beyond Batman was there like old Batman. And it was one of those yeah. cases of like two, there was two Batman, but one was an imposter and it was like you, they start fighting each other and now nobody can tell who is who. And you got to pick out the real Batman from the shapeshifter or whatever the case may be. And um, they were like, well, state your case as to why you're the real Batman. And the, and the one like looks to old Batman and he's like, Bruce, he doesn't even know the such and such, such and such. And as soon as he said that old Batman was like, that's the fake one and they're like how do you know and he's like because i don't call myself that <laughs> you know he would never <laughs> call himself bruce you know like it, it yeah. he doesn't he doesn't think of himself that way you know yeah, it's, it's a, a like, whole
3: different persona as soon as he puts yeah. the cowl on he's like nope
0: yeah well see i think it's the opposite i think it's a whole different persona once he puts a suit on you know right. like, like, like depending, a, a, depending a, on which just, way you're looking at it yeah i
3: think you're actually you're yeah. probably that's closer to being correct like yeah like i think like bruce, like, bruce
0: wayne's the facade yeah. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And, and and that's what makes it's him a human too. uh that's what makes him a fucking loon, you know? That's what makes him insane. <laughs> like cuz he's he has a at the very least he has like an identity disorder, right? Like so but like I think that's the thing is that like his lunacy causes these other lunatics and then it's like, you know, it's the whole like who's running the asylum kind of thing, you know? And I think that's also why Batman holds on to like certain virtues because I think that he knows how on the edge he is, and I think those few like, things. He's so close. Yeah,
3: right. Yeah.
0: He's you know?
3: he is a few bad decisions away from just being on the flip side of the coin and Correct. being the 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 villain as opposed to being the hero. Correct. You know, and that's you know, like talking about Superman, we touched upon it. That's what you know. One of the things that everybody hated about Man of Steel was that he just went crazy, and it's like there, like. Both of them are kind of like on the cusp, almost at any yeah. given time, right? Well, like the they happened. hold on to those things, and
0: and I agree. Like I, th- I had a hard time for a while with that scene of Man of Steel, where, uh, where where he killed Zod, right? <clears throat> I, I I struggled with that for a long time, <clears throat> but I eventually came to terms with it because I think after that, I think that impacted where he was willing to go after that so like in my mind had he because he killed zod that's why he couldn't kill bruce or batman when they started fighting because whatever pain he felt from that he never wants to live again you know but i do always laugh right and it's hard to make this joke with the mask so you just have to forgive me but like my buddy when i went and saw that uh in the theater my buddy's shoulders uh saw it with me and like you know zod is like he's burning the lasers here right and the family's like over here and superman's like holding his head and my buddy's shoulders was like why didn't he just look like this (laughs) 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 and ever since then like i have a hard time taking that scene seriously so i just sort of like i just sort of you know agree to go into the suspension of disbelief you know
3: Right, but, but that, but that's kind of the point. Is like you, you touched upon it. Like he, he has those weird virtues that he does hold on to to yeah. prevent himself from going there. Which is really, like I said, the, it's a few bad decisions, and he's literally on the same side as the Joker with him. Yeah, like,
0: yeah, yeah. I agree. You have
3: to, like, you. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say like it almost as well as you have. He's, he's crazy, right? Yeah, like, he is like.
0: And yeah, I think is he thing. is the bet, you know, like in his mind. Yeah. It, in his well, mind I mean, I think, I think Bruce died when he was 10 or whatever. You know, like the day that his parents died, the whole family died in his mind.
1: Yeah, what, what was it? Um uh, did you guys discuss that on Nerd Rage, Bobby? Or did I hear it somewhere else where there's like a theory of Batman or Bruce when he was a kid went insane after seeing his parents killed, and he was committed to Arkham. And the Joker and all these other people are staff. At Arkham Asylum, oh, and all yeah. this is
0: happening in his head, we may that may have been a book or something that we that we read or something, but that does sound familiar. But that is interesting. It sounds <laughs> familiar
3: to me too. But
0: <laughs> That, is that, just, that <laughs> sounds
1: brilliant. <laughs> like that's yeah. just a brilliant yeah. twist on the character and completely plausible. That's and, st- and still know?
0: still works. You know, like this, like the <laughs> of that character. It's like you put him. It's like he's like he's like water. You know, you put him in the cup, he becomes the cup. You put him in the teapot. <laughs> the teapot. <laughs> yeah.
3: So does Clayface. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, I, I think that like uh, all like, I don't know. It's it's like the same thing with like, um, you know, in Flashpoint, you know, where they kill Bruce and then the Thomas becomes like a murdering Batman and Martha becomes Joker and it still works like it always works. It's like uh, it's so it's almost like more interesting to see how you can break it, you know, because it's like it's very rare. Do you like break it all the way? it's like yeah.
3: can you it's yeah it's those people who are like who just push the boundaries of stuff and they're like well can it do this well should yeah. it do that yeah. i don't know but can it
0: yeah that man <laughs> like, um, it's a lot like pizza to me man like it only tastes so bad you know like it's like um like I, like even like like you take like the bat send like the new batman like he's not my favorite batman by any stretch of the imagination and i still enjoy it <laughs> you know what i mean like, and Sen. yeah you know, like I
3: started to try to watch that movie this past weekend, actually, and I couldn't figure out what it was or what not because I'm like three minutes into the movie and I can't hear the TV in the background. And I'm like, I don't know if this is just like. Like where the audio like is it supposed to be this low? I can't I couldn't. But I was like, I can't.
0: I haven't seen out. it so out I of like theaters, it. but um, I remember when I saw it. Like, at the end of it, like, you know, like, the, when the levees are breaking and all that, like, I just kind of expected it to be, like, this, like, big climactic battle, and then, like, he just kind of fights eight guys. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, and, 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 like, I remember I, t- I was telling my buddy Gary that, and Gary was like, dude, if I beat eight guys, you would never hear the end of it. I would be telling that story. <laughs> another. <I was> like, <laughs>
3: No, right but Harry's not Batman. Right. Uh, maybe right. He is that I don't know. Know. I don't know. Have maybe. you seen
0: the two in the same place at the same time?
3: Yeah, I've see never seen either one of them.
0: So um but dude, I mean like I think and I think well, like I you know, nostalgic ties to it, you know, like I, I mean I remember when 89 came out and I'm like 8 years old and like it was everything to me. You know what I mean? Like and it was also like a bit of a forbidden fruit cuz my father was like a little Oddly enough, he was a little like hesitant to let me see it because of like how much hatred I think was in it and like how dark the tone was. Yeah. It was a
3: dark movie for little kids. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> and um, I, I think my father thought that my life was kind of could use a little bit more sunshine and, and puppy dogs and rainbows <laughs> uh, than than more darkness. But I like I, I you see know, it was, work out. Yeah. But yeah. Well, yeah. But not only that, but it's like. I think that, like, oh, well, what's the worst thing you can tell a kid, right? Like, don't look at this or don't do this. or yeah, don't, don't watch this. It. All, All right, right. well, it's gonna I happen. happen. Like, I had <laughs> no
3: interest in watching it, but <laughs> yeah. now I want to.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, and I remember, yeah. like, um, you know, like, I remember having, like, the the Kenner toys from that and, like, you know, making Bat-Ks, like, because I had, like, the, the Kenner Bat-K that was, like, a re-release of the Superpowers one, and it, like, it was inadequate, you know, and, like, I, me and my buddy Adam at the time and you know, we like built nice. like pieces of wood, like like from leftover pieces of wood, like built a whole bat cave with like a, a working garage and everything else. And like, you know, like it's just I don't know, man. It's it's
3: we did ridiculous things as kids.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did. Yeah, yeah. I mean we built everything together. We he had his sister had like a um like a dollhouse of sorts and we like took his doll the dollhouse it was like kind of a nice dollhouse and like made that wayne manor and then like Mm -hmm. we had the bat cave like underneath like we put like wayne manor on top of the bed and then like had the bat cave underneath and like you know we had like all the different arctic batman and all then we had them but they were all like just suits in the armory you know like that was the armory room that he could like choose which suit to be in and then like it was fucking incredible can i curse i shouldn't oh yeah yeah. that's fine fine. (laughs) yeah um But like, uh, you know, I I think that like, you know, it's just it's like it's one of those things. that's just it hasn't broke my heart yet. You know, I think we're like a lot of franchises that like I've been into since I was a kid is like broken my heart at different stages. And like nothing has broken my heart yet. Even shit that I don't like. It doesn't break my heart like uh, Batman and Robin or Batman Forever, which I wasn't really crazy about later. But even Batman Forever, I think at the time I I was kind of like, this is fine. Um but it never broke my heart. Like even now, if I watch, it, I'm like, "Yeah, this is dumb." But it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. Yeah. It's, no, it doesn't hurt in the same way that like "Revenge of the yeah. Fallen" hurts or Episode Nine. <laughs> you know, like it, it, it doesn't hurt. It weirdly
3: yeah. uh, feels campy. It like goes back to the campiness and uh, forever.
0: Yeah, like, it, I feel for like
3: sure. it almost like goes backwards and for like, sure. Yeah, that's
1: just how dynamic the character is, right? Like you said, he works in everything. You want yeah. something dark and serious, he's gonna work. If you want something campy and lighthearted, it's gonna work, especially with his Rose gallery, because you have the spectrum, right? Penguin, right. To right. get grounded, and then you have Clayface. Right. <laughs> you know, that it's it's all over the place, so he can fit in almost anything that the creators want him to, which is amazing.
0: You know, and I think that like um <clears throat> if you think about like the damage even that he's as a like kind of you know, accrued over the years, like Cause like there's that whole thing, right. With like, like the comic book code and all that shit that like basically created the boom, pow, bam, Batman that we kind of knew. And like, you know, this guy, just for the listeners, like this, this, this guy, he was a bit of a psychologist, I think. And he went around to juvenile institutions and asked them like what they read, what they, you know, listened to, et cetera, et cetera. And the one thing that like all these juvenile kids, uh, had like juvenile delinquent kids had in common was they read comic books. So like in typical kind of American fashion, like we don't blame the kids, we don't blame the families, we blame the other thing. And we blame comic books. Yeah. And and the comic books went to trial. And out of out of that came the comic book authority code. Um out of that, you know, Batman changed overnight to like kind of the come along chum Batman. And um You know, one of the things that he was critical of at the time was that it was actually that uh, Robin and Batman was trying to um, push like a homosexual agenda on children for the day, which like, you know, now we think is ridiculous. But at the time, people were like, you know, freaked out by it. And like, you know, so like all that shit had like this huge impact on this character, you know, for, for decades, you know, and then you get. A couple people that are kind of bold enough and were willing to like grab their balls and like you know say no like we're just gonna do justice so to speak to this character and you know like your Neil Adams and your Frank Miller's and you know and then like within a couple of books like that's the thing like it didn't take much like it's like right. Neil Adams run and then Dark Knight in year one and all of a sudden he's back like he was never gone you know like yeah you know it's incredible man.
1: Yeah, that, that's uh, taking risks and, you know, kind of grounding the character again. You know, they knew what he needed to be and they knew how to get back there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they did it in, you know, triumphant fashion because he's... It's, a,
0: it's a, ironically, I guess, or, you know, you know, I don't know, maybe it's a double entendre, but it's like he's a very resilient character. You know, like, it's just like he takes a lick in and keeps on ticket. You know, he doesn't, doesn't matter, <laughs> no matter what poor, like, poorly done shit they had to, like, put him through. He finds a lane in it and then he comes out of it on the other end. And I, I had mentioned to you that like, you know, he's he's like an important character in, in like my life because like uh, there's just been, you know, like without getting too much into detail, like um, in 2004 to 2000 and f- 2004 to uh, like uh, pretty much the whole year. I was on trial. Uh, I was 23 years old and uh, my life was very different than it is today. And um, I, I wasn't charged with anything, but I was on trial. One of my best friends was facing 33 years at the time. And um, I was I had uh, the potential of facing uh, a total of 11 years with what I was going to say, uh, where I planned on saying on the stand. Uh, because I was responsible for it and I didn't want my buddy to do time for me, basically. Um, and you know, long story short, when I went up, I said my my piece, I was, you know, told my took responsibility and accountability for my actions. No charges were pressed against me. And my buddy was found not guilty. Everybody, it was a beautiful, it was the day before Thanksgiving nice. 2004. It was one of the best days of my life.
3: <laughs>
0: um, But I say all that to say this, like after that moment, like I definitely like, um, I made a decision to change my life. Right. Yeah. And, um, I got back into things that I had found joy in when I was younger, uh, comics and movies and, and all that kind of stuff. And, um, Batman spoke to me at a different, at a different level, at a different frequency, you know, at that age and, and having gone through that bit and, Um, I know this sounds corny and I know it sounds dumb, but like, to me, he made like doing the right thing. Cool. Yeah. That makes complete sense. It had a a huge impact on me. So like that, and then also like the other thing that's maybe not as healthy all the time is, um, I'm like a huge contingency plan person. (laughs) So like, um, it drives my wife completely insane sometimes, but like. You know, like I always have, like a backup, if not a backup to the backup, in case something fails. Like I am, uh, I'm scared to death of of shit going wrong. You know, and uh, and I I think in jeopardizing what I've kind of been able to build. I think you know, not the the content, and all this shit, but just with my regular real life. You know, yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, like the the character's just been there since I was a kid and through my entire life, and and uh, has like I think he is the ultimate example of, um, human will and determination. And I think that those two words have been for better or worse, um, important to the success of, of my life, you know? So it's like, I don't know. It's inspiring. I think to me in some ways.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's awesome that, you know, you found that through Batman, Mm -hmm. you know, and it kind of pulled you, you know, not on the right track. Cause I mean, I don't know what exactly was, you know, going on, but it, it made you make it, di- it made a difference in your life
2: mm-hmm. yeah, and sure.
1: it, it changed it for you for the better. And like that, that's, that speaks a lot of a fictional character to for be sure. able to do that to anyone. Um, you know, that it's a testament to the writers, the creators and all that to, to make something so solid that it actually impacts someone's life in such a tremendous way.
0: I think my whole life, like I always was attracted to the heroes that had an edge, you know, like I never gave a shit about Luke Skywalker. I was Han Solo, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I was Han Solo and I just need my, my gun and my dog. And I was good to go. <laughs> you know? And, um, you know, I didn't care about Cyclops. I, I liked Gambit. He smoked cigarettes and wore a trench coat and got the girls. I really and I, good. you know, that was like, you know, that's oh, like, you know, so it was always that kind of stuff, and I think that Batman, like when compared to like Superman or Spider Man, which were really like the big heroes of my generation, along with Wolverine, but Wolverine was almost kind of like too popular, you know, um, yeah. that like that character spoke to me a bit more just because it it had like it had like this you know the seasoning of darkness on it, you know, that I think I found alluring at some at some point or level. I don't
1: know. Yeah, that's funny. When, I, I got in trouble when I was a kid because I had like these winter gloves. Mm-hmm. Like not not the big puffy ones, but the actual like kind of you know fat, you know cotton ones or whatever. And uh-huh. I cut the fi- fingers off them <laughs> to be like Gambit. <laughs> my parents got so mad that I just destroyed a
0: perfectly good pair of, of winter <laughs> clothes. Dude, I, I I've I've told this story a thousand times, but like one of the few times I ever got my ass whipped by my father, um, was uh, so my father, I I I was a Run DMC fan. I used to snatch the fucking laces out of my sneakers, and my dad warn me not to disrespect the things that he bought for me and blah, blah, blah. Um, so I asked for a, I didn't know that you could buy a vest, like the idea of a vest. I didn't know it really existed. So I asked my dad if he would buy me a a black jacket for Christmas and my dad, I never asked for clothes and, um, you know, and my dad, so I think he thought it was like a twofer for him, you know, Christmas gift and functional, and, uh, so he bought me like this black jacket and Christmas morning, like I went upstairs and I put this white shirt, long sleeve shirt on that I had and I cut the fucking sleeves off this, oh, off this God. black jacket. Um, and I came downstairs thinking he'd be proud of like my creativeness and ingenuity, <laughs> right you know? And I was like, I was like, look, I like you know, I'm my solo. And he whipped my ass, um, oh, man. you know, but like, uh, so yeah, I know the vibes of, a lot more expensive than some, some gloves, but Jesus. yeah, <laughs> I remember was in the when, spot. I, when I was a kid, I used to take, um, uh me and my buddy would like sometimes play like in the woods and pretend we were X-Men and, um,
3: obviously,
0: obviously. And I took, uh, I took a deck of cards and I had rubber cement and I would like glue like three or five together so that I could get, you know, some, so some- you get the- <laughs> yeah, so so I could yeah. really know them, you know, um, and this funny stuff.
3: No, mm. oh, that's great. I don't think I ever thought of that. And now I'm like, man, was I like a dumb kid that I
0: didn't think of that? <laughs> my my buddy had like he had like sprained his wrist. Um so he wore like a a wrist brace and then like made these like in wood shop class, like made these like claws that could shove into the the wrist brace so that he could be Wolverine and I could be Gambit, we'd run and fight fictional uh X-Men nice. brotherhood of mutants in the in the woods. We used which to like, the time. which was the woods, awesome. the woods where we grew up is like I, I mean, it's no wider than my house. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you can see, you can literally see the neighborhood. Uh, so you had, the people, trees. you had people, you had people on God, both God,
3: sides yeah. fishbowling, like 100%. watching you, being like, "What is up with these kids?" One hundred. It was They're being kids.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, they're doing what kids nowadays don't do. That's that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's nice in my neighborhood. Like uh, we live pretty tight together. Um, I don't know if you can see, but it's like. Uh, uh, it's too bright but it's like uh my like my neighbor's house is probably like from where i'm at like maybe 20 feet 25 feet and um which i don't I, actually i could use a little bit more space to be honest with you but my my kids like they grow up like in like they're in it, they're always outside like my younger two specifically my older ones in the yeah. anime so she's locked herself in a room but the other two like there's kids in the neighborhood they're always playing ringing on the doorbell can so and so come out so it's kind of cool it reminds me a bit of my childhood. Oh, that's awesome yeah yeah
1: yeah, cool. I, never, I never had that. I live too far away from people.
0: Yeah, that sucks, dude. <laughs> oh, even, even now,
1: like, I, well, I love it now. I'm in the middle of the woods. I can walk outside naked and right, no, right. no one will see me. You know, I can't see any of my neighbors if I go outside. But growing up, that sucked because I it was. Yeah. I, I grew up with toys, cartoons, and video games because for me to go to any friend's house or hang out with friends, I'd have to walk like at least half a mile across a busy street and I wasn't allowed to do that.
0: Right, right. So I, 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 I focus on that stuff sometimes like generationally like um my you know like generation x i guess whatever you want to call it is like uh i feel like when i was coming up like the like a lot of us like and, and where i grew up which which isn't crazy but it, it was uh it was like a like a you know like townhouses and and uh you know where there are apartments or, or what have you and um like the goal seemed to be like you get a house with like a big old piece of land and you know, all that shit, right? Like a uh, single family house, big piece of land, two and a half kids, golden retriever, you know, fish maybe, and you're good to go. <laughs> and like, I think a lot of my generation like strive for that and did that and got that and then complain that their kids don't go outside, you know? And it's like, well, who the fuck are they going to go outside with? You know, yeah. like, like I, I have a nice house. I don't have a piece of shit house at all. I have a nice house, but it's all my space. Here's all house. It's all house, my property. It takes me like 45 minutes to mow my grass. And that's because I'm not good at it. Like, um, <laughs> you know, like somebody else would knock it out in 15 minutes, I'm sure. But like, um, but they have there. It is a community. And I, there's some of these people around here drive me nuts, you know, with their bullshit. But but is <laughs> you're growing up with friends and playing sports together and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that is cool to see you know?
3: that. I think that's kind of like you talked You talked about it. Like that's what. Like I'm 40, so mm-hmm. we're not we're not too far off. And no. so I think we all. You're right. We strive for that, but then we also did want that thing. And it seems like you kind of you know lack. It seems like you know at least your kids are going out. My yeah. driveway is long enough to make people not want to bug me.
2: <laughs> right, right, uh, right.
3: So it's kind of like eh, you know I. We got a nice little neighborhood, and the kid goes out and rides his bike with a couple of kids every once in a while. But right, you know, it, yeah. but that's it. Is like we wanted that. Uh, in addition to having the kids, kind of like I grew up. I didn't grow up in the middle of nowhere like Mike did, but <laughs> like in the middle of the woods. Right. But like yeah. I went, like I would go out, you know, into the woods and pretend i was you know in the x-men i would go out into the yeah. woods and you know do really dumb things uh you know ride our bikes forever right like it was kind of you know the whole yeah see you somewhere do you have a walk nope is it dark out yeah this one will go home <laughs> Right, like it's dusk right, yeah i had
0: to i mean i mean i think same for a lot of kids my age i'm 43 or I'm 42 i'll be 43 in december but um you know like the the rule was when the street lights came on you came in you know like That's that was it. you know that was like the rule
3: kids today don't understand that like we say that <laughs> we're like no they like parents you know when you're younger sometimes right but like as you start like getting the freedom to like go ride your bike not like in your driveway and stuff like right. 10, 11 12 right like that was it like before i got a car it was kind of like yeah whatever yeah even then it was kind of like if I was at a friend's house, like if we rode our bikes to a friend's house or whatever, I did just check in with my mom and she'd be like, all right, whatever. Come home sometime. Do you have homework No, Cool. Bye. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But yeah, as I got older, I had that, I had the freedom. Um, you know, it was, it was the same thing I had to be home before the streetlights were on or else I was grounded. It wasn't <laughs> streetlights are on. You come home. It's like, no, you better be home in time. Um, I used to push that all the time. I used to drive uh, to like the local mall, which was like five miles away. I'd just jump on my bike and start wow. pedaling pedaling off there just to something to do, get out of the house and stuff. Um, until the day some guy like attacked me. <laughs> I never did that
0: again until
1: uh, <laughs> I was a little bit older. <laughs> That's crazy.
0: Yeah, I had um like mine was pretty much like as a kid growing up, it was like I was I was like restricted to my neighborhood. You know, like and I couldn't go outside my neighborhood because then you had to start crossing like more significant streets and shit, or like you know nobody yeah. could find you. And um, and then eventually my neighborhood became like you know this section and then that section. Then you know and then when I was a teenager and then it was like fuck yeah, you know, I was, <laughs> off, I was off to the races. Yeah. I
3: think I think I was a little bit lucky because my neighborhood was like a very large area, like I could explore a lot. I could. Uh-huh. I could go into a lot of woods and go into, to a lot of places without even attempting to cross anything considered close to a busy street. Right. 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 So, you
0: know, yeah, I actually, the, 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 I mean, busy is lowercase B busy, but like yeah. uh, the main street near me, that's like right outside my neighborhood. Like I, I got hit by a car there when I got older. Like, oh, uh, yeah. Um, it was probably like 91 or so. And, um, I, was, I had my Walkman on. That's not the reason why it happened, but um, like anyway, I judged it wrong and went out, and like <laughs> this lady hit me, and I went up and over the car. It was a whole, it was a disaster. Mm-hmm. My Walkman went up in the air. Fucking batteries came out of it. Like <laughs> <laughs> it was a disaster. That Does thing not- did not work when
3: it landed.
0: Yeah, but actually, I blacked out during it. But it, you know, it's whatever. It's, you know, I, my dad was furious because he didn't know how to express himself in any other way. Really? Uh, great guy, my father, but, um, it, you know, the fact that like he, if the, he was rattled, you know, like, yeah. And that pissed him off that he was rattled.
1: Yeah. yeah I get that. I get that.
0: I had a, Uh, shit
1: I was 19 maybe 20 and I had just a piece of crap like junker car at the time because my Uh, previous car got wrecked because someone t-boned me beautiful and the car that I had was uh, I had electrical issues and it would randomly die there was a short somewhere a broken wire and I called him one day to like hey can you jumpstart me and just follow me on you know home so I can just get the fuck home Mm -hmm. and it was in the middle of a snowstorm and I get in the car and we start Driving back to his house, and I took a turn. Right as I took the turn, the car died, and I hit like a patch of ice or something. I slid right into a telephone pole. (laughs) My dad comes out of his truck, starts screaming at me, "What the fuck did you just do?" And I'm like, "I'm like, have some sympathy. Did you not see the calamity that just incurred? Like I just incurred. Like so, I I I get those vibes where it's like that's their natural instinct, but they mean well.
0: Not my father's uh, strong suit for sure. Yeah. For sure. I feel like
3: that's actually probably a true statement of a lot of things, from <laughs>
0: Yeah. From that, that
3: that era. <laughs> my dad
0: yeah. my dad was born my dad was old as fuck. My dad was born in 1940. So uh you know like he had me when I when he was 40. And then you know I was a teenager when he was in his mid 50s, you know. So like
3: my mom was 38 when she had me, so Right, pretty close. Not too far. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, and it's just like, like my dad, like to think about like when I put it in context, I'm like, when I try to explain it to me, I'm like, I'm like, look, my dad was born before world war two. <laughs> you know, like, um, he's just, he's just cut of a very different cloth than a lot of people. And, um, and I think it, you know, for, I mean, I think it, I, I learned a lot from him, you know, like a lot of like, you know, he's part of the, you know, the great generation. I learned a lot, you know, wisdom and shit from him. But, you know, I think also I like. When it was time to rebel, I had a lot, uh, you know, to rebel from, you know, because he was a very structured, very, you know, by the book kind of guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. My, my dad was born in '49, so a little, little later than yours, and he was 36 mm-hmm. when I was born. That was the accident. I was the oops. <laughs> yeah, because because uh, my brother's 10 years older than me. <laughs>
0: oh, wow. Yeah, you were the. <laughs> so <Yeah>. that. that... <laughs>
1: So that that kind of played in it too, you know. I, I didn't have uh, a close sibling to to play with, you know. Right? He was right. Ten, he was he was ten years way beyond me, and he grew up. He he grew up fast, and you know, even uh, I'm 38, he's so 48, and like none of the stuff resonates with him. Math, I know. Uh, like you know, he saw Star Wars as a kid. He played with GI Joes as a kid. I got his hand me down like original straight arm Joes and stuff like that but he does not understand any of it. doesn't give a shit about any of it. And it like, because of my generation or our generation, it blows my mind that like, he's got such a disconnect with it where like we all latched onto it.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is, man. Like, um, there's like some study that like said that like most boys latch on to things like that. They end up loving for life between the ages of five to nine. You know, I don't know if it just happened to hit at the right time. I don't, I have no idea, but like, uh, it definitely, you know, had a lasting impact on me, you know, I mean, obviously, and I think most people that I've, that I've talked to, most of them do. And I think, you know, I I debate with people about this all the time, but like, I don't think other, like, I think there's a few that have sense like franchises and things in time, like Pokemon did it. Um, yeah. Uh, Dragon Ball did it uh but i don't know how much i don't know how much really does it anymore where i feel like it was like everything at my you know but i think it's also because there's just so many options out there that it's like the since since the well is so much deeper it's like there's a lot more bullshit you know and a a, a lot less quality stuff that like is gonna really work for kids you know yeah um, but
1: then you you look at it like you know so subver- subversely is where like when we were kids None of that was good shit. Like you look at it now, like you watch He Man and all that
0: stuff, and it's it's not good. Yeah, but but I think it's also it's like it's it was, I think it was the characters, man. Like if you think about it, like now, like the characters, like they don't do as many characters. Like Superman, I mean, Superman, but He Man had like this huge cast of characters, good guys and bad guys. GI Joe, huge cast of characters, good guys and bad guys. Transformers, same thing. Star Wars, same thing. Like. You don't really see that anymore now, I think, because the animation is so much more expensive that you get these little small cast of characters. And I think, generally speaking, like it makes the world smaller. I think yeah, I was more yeah. interested in the world and like the kind of adventures that I could have. And all I needed the show to do was show me the world and show me who the characters are and what they're about. And then I'll take it from there on my own in the living room, you know? And, um, right. And I don't, I don't know if the, you know, I could say that the writing has gotten better on some of these shows, but I also don't think it's sticking like it used to.
1: What, what gets me, and it might be a generational thing, is that, like you said, the animation, right? It might be mm. more expensive, but I don't like the style. Mm. There's so many properties out there. Um, like, you know, when when I was a kid, I used to love uh, Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad, right? That was based off a Japanese show called Gridman, and a couple of years ago they made a new anime of it, and I was like, oh. Awesome. I'm going to watch Maybe. this. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Uh, Bobby can't watch it, unfortunately. Anyway, so. But yeah. <laughs> um, but the animation style, it's too fluid. It's too, like, I don't know how to describe it, but the way they're doing a lot of animation, I would say, especially animes,
0: um, yeah. it's, uh, it, I mean, it anime turns me off. Thing. It's not my thing. You know, and I, I always say, like, uh, anime fans are more forgiving because they're so... Um, you know, used to having bad content. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I say to Jimmy, my buddy Joe, obviously is you know, a yeah. huge, huge fan, but I bust his balls about it all the time. You know, where he's like, "Oh, you should really check out," uh, you know, Hashu Jushuku, and I'm like, <laughs> and he's, like he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah. he's like, it's a real slow start, but around season eight, it starts. Like, <laughs> no, what? Absolutely <laughs> no. not. You know, wait, like, is uh, it
3: one of those shows where there's like eight I'm, seasons, I'm just, but just, just like four? No, episodes I'm saying, I'm just, speaking,
0: I'm just speaking in generalities, but like i think anime is so many of them are like just these like sprawling sagas and so much of it is not great you know and but it maybe has a huge payoff point at some point or whatever but it's like um i think they're just they're more resilient to it you know like uh mike my kid my kid loves anime and she like watched all of naruto or whatever it's called and she was like yeah, and she told me she was like the first like seven seasons or whatever it was or four seasons, she was like, the first four seasons suck. I'm like, why are you watching this shit? <laughs> why did how did you get
1: this far? Right. But
0: why did you put well, up
1: with that? I used when I was when I was a teenager, I loved anime. That was my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. I mean when yeah. I was when I was younger. Um, that's when dragon ball first came out and you Mm -hmm. have to wake up at like 6 a.m on a saturday to watch it and i Mm -hmm. would every saturday to watch it and that kind of pushed me into the anime thing where i would start torrenting animes that weren't the united you know back when back when fan subs were a huge thing you know where where fans would subtitle an anime for you so you can watch it and i used to download hours of anime like anything i get my hands on but as an adult i can't <laughs> yeah you know? i like
0: i think the animation is beautiful obviously and i think that like um the uh i think a lot of times like the worlds they build are pretty fascinating i, I just it's just when it comes to like the characters and then the the acting of those characters that like i start to feel like man come on you know like oh, yeah. when they like grit their teeth for like two seconds <laughs>
2: um
0: i did i did get into um sword art online
1: the first season of that, so that yeah. was like probably 2012 or something i think right. that was the last anime that i, I actually watched because I, I the story was compelling because I, I used to play mmorpgs all the time right so i was like all right that got me hooked but other than that like i can't even i'll see like a title that intrigues me and i'm like i, I can't but I watch cartoons all day long, like oh, yeah, you know, like I, American cartoons.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Had my cool. anime phase. I was more movies than TV shows, so I think that's why that when you're like, and I think it's exactly that. It's like I tried to get into that show, and I'm a very forgiving person with TV, uh, very forgiving, and I'm like, I can't. No, yeah. this is no, yeah. I. I have not, nothing to get for it,
0: man. <laughs> and I hate shitting on stuff that people love. You know, like it's it's. Oh yeah, yeah. everything's you know, for but,
3: everybody. Everything's got a. Everything's got a place. Everybody. Right. Everything speaks to everybody in a different way, and to each their own, man.
0: Right, I, right, right. I, I love just,
3: my. I loved not. anime. I loved the anime movies of the eighties and nineties. Yeah. When it was like two thousands and on, and like you said, I'm like,
0: mm. but yeah. yeah, it's just not for me. You know, no, I've tried. That's I've tried. Okay. Yeah. What about the what about the Batman animes? Um, I, I saw the Samurai one. I think I slept through it. But I'll be honest with you, man. Like I, I'm, it's harder for me in my older age to get into cartoons in general. Um, I don't know why. Like I have all the like the DC animation movies that you know are pretty much largely just the comic books, It'll, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think because I've read the comics, I'm usually bored with the animations. Okay,
1: yeah, it makes you know,
0: sense. It's kind of like when I was a kid, right, I remember Todd McFarlane talking about Spawn because he had he had the comic book and he had the HBO cartoon series and he had the live action movie. Right. And and he was saying that the worst thing that you could do is tell the same story over and over again because you'll bore the audience. So he purposely made all three a little different. And when I was a kid, it frustrated me to no end because I wanted the spawn story to be consistent. Yeah. But like as an adult, I do get it. Like, um, I don't need to watch an animated movie of Batman Year One because I've read it more times than like I've read it more times than a priest has read the Bible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I I know it like the back of my hand. So and I'd be much visuals. Right, right. So I'd be much more interested in animated, like, DC animated movies that were, like, complete new stories, you know, yeah. as opposed to retelling a comic book stories that I already love and adore. You know, every once in a while, I wouldn't mind it, but it's, like, all we get, you know? And um, so it's whatever. But, like, um, I have a harder time, I think, getting into that these days than I do, like, Your Honor, you know, like, I'm, I'm something about, like... Something about like connecting with the human condition, man. Is, I feel like as I get older, is like it's it becomes more important, you know, um, character shit and you know, trauma and fucking adversity, like life adversity and stuff. Like I think as just as I get older, I, I get more into seeing just seeing what a, a human actor can do with their eyes can make me feel ten thousand times more than you know the best cartoon at, at this stage for me. And I love yeah. my cartoon but you know.
1: Yeah, I get that. And I mean, if I'm going to watch a cartoon, it's got to be a good, compelling story. And so interesting, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not like when I was younger and I could just consume whatever, you know, because right. it, was, it was bright and colorful. It right. has to be like, I think, you know, one of, the, one of the cartoons that like, I can still go back and watch today, you know, even though it might, I don't think it was received very well, but like G.I. Joe Renegades, you yeah, know, that that 2012 movie. cartoon, that like the story, it's... um it's it's fantastic right it's cobra's walmart
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> and funny.
1: underneath underneath they're arm doing arms deals and everything like that but the whole world knows cobra they love them because your mom goes to cobra bakery to get you know a, a loaf for dinner and stuff like that and then uh you know the five main joes accidentally stumble upon their operations and get into an all-out battle with cobra and then yeah. cobra goes to the media and says we just got attacked by these five terrorists so you got the joes the five joes running from the government who's trying to arrest them cobra's trying to stop you know get their get them because they have like recordings and information evidence and then they're trying to clear their names and expose cobra
0: yeah yeah that's cool i'm
1: like that's a compelling story it's an overarching story it's not you know like you you, you complain all the time um not complain, I guess, but like Freak of the Week, it's not that shit. It's, right, right, know, right. It, it, it's it's better storytelling than right, Mandalorian,
0: right. <laughs> you yeah. know. No, dude, don't get me started, man. <laughs> That's so a whole over. other episode. So over it. <laughs> so over it. <laughs> so I'm hoping that you know, I mean, we're recording this ironically the on the eve of the Flash movie, and um, you know, like, I'm really looking forward to to that. Which is funny, I was walking around uh, um grocery store with my wife just the other day. And, uh, and I was like, I was like, I'm excited about the flash movie. And I was like, are you, cause she liked 89 Batman and she likes a lot of like, she loves Man of Steel and she loves Wonder Woman. Um, and, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, uh, and I was like, are you excited at all? And she's like, uh, I think, uh, nervous would be the best way. It. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, but she doesn't give a shit. But she's just worried of having to deal with me for like the next six months, having like like (laughs) moaning and fucking imbeciles (laughs) due to this shit. You know, um, you know. So like, uh, it's funny. You know, like I, I I hope that I don't. I, I, I'm, I hope that I don't hate it. You know, (laughs) I guess is where I'm at with this shit. I don't know. (laughs)
3: That's really how you go. In, that's how people go into most movies is especially about, like, you know, things that you love. Like you brought up Battenson. And it's like everybody was, everybody's still trying to figure out, like, you got Batfleck. Right. And then where does this come in? Like, right. why? Why yeah, like, put this in the middle here?
0: Yeah, so. the general audience, I think, specifically found it, find it all kind of confusing on the DCN. Like, uh, yeah.
3: Cause you they're know, looking for the
1: Marvel formula
0: they're yeah. looking for everything tying together instead of just individually consumable products. And I think that even like, you know, even on the Marvel side, right. Like having to explain, I still find myself having to explain Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man to, to like your average moviegoer, you know, like that, like, and it's just like, it's just interesting. It's just like, you know, most, I guess m- most movies don't really require that of you. You know what I mean? Like, if you watch fucking Rocky, it's just fucking Rocky, you know, it's Rocky all the way through, you know, and then you watch Creed, it's just a continuation of the Rocky, you know, you don't have to worry about all of the multiverse and all that kind of shit. And, you know, comic books are a little bit more tricky that way. And I think that, um, it's, it's shit like, you know, the Battinson, um, and, and I think honestly, two other things, one being the, um, the Joker movie, I think, threw a lot of people for a loop because like a lot of people, like, your your average moviegoer, like, really connected and loved that movie but didn't understand how it fit in to the DC universe. And then in the same breath, because people love those Bale movies so much, um, and rightfully so, yeah. they, 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 like, they hold their love for Bale as, like, as a tool for hate for Affleck or whoever else does it, you know? Yeah. Um, which is, you know, unfortunate because I think as they opposed all as know, separating them out. Right. Yeah. Cause they all, they all do something interesting with the character. I think they all get certain parts of it really right. And in other parts, you know, I prefer the other ones, you know?
1: Yeah. So I, I liked Matt Fleck. you know, I liked, yeah, I liked
0: his portrayal and especially in,
1: in the Snyder cut. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see his portrayal in the Flash movie because he said it's the he finally figured the character out and he said yeah. he, he he did the best in this movie. Yeah. So I'm hoping it's not just you know PR trying to get you to see it. I'm hoping it's that's that's the real you know my only concern
0: there. is is when he said that he said for the five minutes I'm in it and I was like oh <laughs> I think it said fifteen. <laughs> did he? Did he say fifteen? I think it was fifteen. I'll yeah. take fifteen. I'll take fifteen. Yeah. But it's gonna be a good fifteen. Yeah, I saw it, but in my mind, it was five. It might have been, I hope not. Look, who knows? But you you know
1: what, in in my mind, the beginning of Bumblebee, it was like 20 minutes on Cybertron. (laughs) (laughs) And then I watch it back, and I'm like, that was like three and a half minutes.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it could also be that thing. Definitely Garfield and Tobey Maguire were not in that... In the new Spider-Man movie. Oh right, right. Definitely right. not gonna be there. Yep, no, yep. that's ridiculous. Why would we be there? Hey yep. guys,
0: we're here. Jokes on yep. you. Like, yeah, which no one like, believed. Yeah,
3: right. Which yeah, nobody actively <laughs> believed that. I well, like,
1: spe- well, I mean, especially with all the, the the TMZ shots of the three of them at an airport together. Like, <laughs> this doesn't
0: happen by coincidence. <laughs> that, See uh, <laughs> that that last like TV spot that they put out where like they just show the 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 young kid that's playing Spider-Man now jumping but there's like clearly like bricks being broken up over here and over here by like <laughs> nothing that's there, you know? And it's like, you clearly oh, removed these two other Spider-Man out it. And, and,
1: and the lizard was like right here. And then his head gets punched and like nothing's there to
0: punch it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's so funny. You
3: know? hey, I'm the weirdo who never actually watched any of the previews for it. Like, Oh really?
0: Well, yeah, go back I, now, go back now and watch uh, it. It's funny. Do,
3: like, for example, anytime like, you brought up Flash, right? Uh, a lot of people are hating on it because, you know, you got Grant Gustav, who's been playing it for a decade at this point, right? And right. they're like, oh, it's not great. And, you know, Ezra's got his own stuff going on.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 Right.
3: So, yeah. it, it, like, it's got a lot of hate going on at it before it even, like, commercials started coming out. So, I've, right. like, skipped all the commercials kind of for that same point. I'm like, I don't, I want to go in with, like, none of the preconceived notions or anything like that. And that's,
0: I'll tell you, I think there's a lot of excitement about it too, though. Like, like where I work, right. People do not give a shit about this shit. Generally speaking, any of it. Um, Flash is one thing that I've heard people say, like, I'm going to see that. I'm seeing that next week. I'm seeing it the day it comes out because they were, 8 or 9 years old or 10 years old when 89 you know it's Keaton selling that movie you know yeah um,
3: yeah between that, keaton that's and, what has uh, me
0: excited you know I mean, and i hope that it's not i hope that it's not like you know like that there's enough story there without it just being a keaton fest yes, you know yeah. i want i want keaton to be like the icing on the cake yeah you know
3: like when connor showed up in batwoman
0: yeah,
3: yeah.
1: What kills me is um, the direct. You heard about what the director spoiled from the Flash movie, right?
0: Uh, what? Well, maybe I've heard some spoilers of it. Uh, was it a cameo or something? Nick, do you care? I don't end
3: up caring because I know I can't avoid it. Like it's hard for me to not to avoid yeah. some of it's this something. It's something
0: significant. Hold off because I am seeing it tomorrow. I got my tickets, so. If it's, right, if it's
3: don't like, spoil it, Mike. Uh, you, you're overridden two to one.
0: Yeah, just hold on. And, and
3: that's on. fine. But the director spoiled it, like in an interview. He um, was like,
1: "Oh, I'm glad I got to do this."
0: <laughs> right, right, right. Thanks,
1: buddy. Yeah, so
0: and, and I've heard, <laughs> yeah. like, um, I've heard that, like, you know, I, I don't know. You hear? I, I read a little bit about like reviews and stuff, and it seems to be like kind of average, um, which to me makes sense. Like, it makes sense that it would be average. I just. I just hope I don't hate it. It's all I want is to not hate it. That's all. Which, if you think about it, though, from an average, if you
3: get an average review on a DC movie, (laughs) it's probably going to be pretty solid. Right
0: about that, buddy. Right, like
3: everybody, like we talked about the Snyder cut, hating on that shit. They do. It's because it's not Marvel, but like the Snyder cut, everybody seems to enjoy the Snyder cut. I actually didn't hate the first. Cut of it, right? Yeah. It is a different movie than the Snyder cut,
0: right? 100%. Like,
3: inherently, it is like. But I enjoy. But you can enjoy the first cut for what it was, right? It was like, it was almost like the original Aladdin movie was a cartoon, and the first, the new ones, the live action. It's like the same story, but you know, told slightly differently. And that's what I take. The, that's what I took the two Justice League movies as. It's. Similar story told slightly differently.
0: There is. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the, the Justice League, but there is a scene, a sequence of dialogue in the Justice League that I do wish was in the Justice League. And that's when Superman said, um, you couldn't let me live. You would, or You wouldn't let me live. You wouldn't let me die. And then he says, the world needed you. And then he says, but does it need you? And yeah. that one little bit of dialogue that, that like that, I just wish that shit was in the Snyder cut. Cause I do yeah, that was love good. that. Powerful, you know, um, it's powerful, you know, like does it? Cause with, with Superman there, like, do you need Batman anymore? You know, like it, it's a fair question to ask, you know, love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. It is. I'll be honest. I
3: completely forgot that, but you're right. Like, but that's, and that's kind of my point is like, but everybody hated on it because it was dark or whatever. It didn't fit into whatever the mold was. And that's why I kind of stay away from the reviews too. I'm like, I'm going to go make my own decision on that movie, whether I like yeah. it or not. And yeah, you can pound sand, sir. Yeah. A movie yeah. Could, could
1: get roasted. I'm st- If I want to see it, I'm still going to see it.
0: Yeah. yeah. And if I love it, I still love it. I'm uh Bram Stoker's Dracula got slammed when it came out and like I still love that fucking shit, you know? Like it's yeah. a good movie, you know. Like, I mean Keanu Reeves' performance doesn't age like fine wine necessarily. <laughs> but it that's ages okay
3: cuz we got better
0: <laughs> it ages a bit more like milk, but uh <laughs> but it's still it's still good, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's all the consumer, right? Like there's so many movies that bond but I love, you know. We yeah. t- talked to, we talked about one of them a couple weeks ago. Uh, Event Horizon, when that came out, that was that bombed. It was total trash when it came out, but it's. I love that movie. It's fantastic. Um, I think it probably bombed because it didn't get the love that it, you know, the director wanted, and yeah. that's that's probably kind of why you know the Joseph League didn't do as well because of
3: yeah, you know, but. Some things are just considered bombs because they didn't make seven times what it cost, right? Like
0: Yeah, that's, that's true. Like that's what like yeah. it's
3: bomb it bombed because we only made ten percent more than we spent on it. I don't know. That seems like a win <laughs> yeah. to me. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like no. you spend you, then you get to just like keep keep making ten percent. Ten percent times five is still better than you know only making 20% once because you only made
0: 20%. Speaking of like Affleck in those movies, man, like, um, the, his, some of that dialogue of his and the BBS, the uncut, which is the only one I watch. Um, like it's still so good, man. Like the whole, like, like you're not brave men are brave, you know? And like, you're not a man. You're not, you're not a God. You're not even a man. Like, yeah. It's like fuck, dude, it's so and I think like I think that's what like, and I try not to live in regret right, because you end up being you end up sounding like uh like the kid who didn't get his way, or you know, like, so I try not to live in that like fuck, you know, but it's like that dude, it's like the last two people that I feel like came along to a franchise. I'll say the last three people that I feel like came along to a franchise and had a vision, had a clear distinct vision of where they wanted something to go. Studios stopped two of them from being successful. And then the third one is the Russo brothers, you know, like, and I'll take, I will take a clear, well-defined, well thought out vision, even if it's not, in line with what I want over just some weird ass Twitter hybrid of trying to appease people. Like I don't have any time for that type of content. Appeasement is the, to to me it's the lowest form of entertainment is when you're just trying to appease an audience. Like, you know, and it's just not for me, man. Yeah. No, Uh, no, no, your lane. Don't, don't, try,
1: don't try and make everybody happy Because you're going to make nobody happy at that point
0: right. Yeah it's like it's always the shit that, that rattles everybody at first That ends up becoming legendary later You know like You know whether it's fucking Star Wars or Taxi Driver Or fucking Pulp Fiction Like it's always the one that like people are like, Wait, you know, like now? This, is, this is not how you do this This is not how you do this That are like later on they're like oh That's they're not brilliant. how we did it Correct. Yeah. That's <laughs> well, Out of
3: curiosity What were the other two
0: uh Zack Snyder you don't mind and, saying. Zach Snyder and Ryan Johnson? Yeah,
1: okay right
0: you know, I, I think that. that both of those gentlemen had a vision um you know, and whether or not that's the vision that certain swaths of fandoms wanted, that's a different debate, which I'm willing to debate, but it's a different debate. Um, but what can't be debated to me is whether or not they had a vision. And I think that both of those gentlemen, along with the Russo brothers, clearly had a vision, you know, like it's just Warner Brothers chopped it to fucking, you know, like a fucking chop cheese at a bodega. And um, and uh, I think that uh, Lucasfilm listened to Twitter outrage and, you know, shook up their whole thing in order to appease appease people.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that that makes the product suffer, you know, because if if you're doing all this work to set something up that's going to be overarching through a bunch of movies and you just take it and cut it off at the ankles after the first movie or two, of course, it's not going to seem coherent. It's not going to seem like a finished product. It's going to seem jumbled. It's going to seem jarring. Mm -hmm. It's going to feel weird
3: because you're going to feel like I got something. And if there's a second, fo- if there's a follow up, it's definitely not what was planned, right? Like, you could definitely see, like, I, yeah, it's like there's a clear direction. And then all of a sudden, it's that meme that's like, all of a sudden you take a hard right and you're like, I'm going the other way.
0: I remember um, arguing with my buddy Adam about BBS when it came out. Cause when it came out, I gave that movie a six out of 10. Yeah. And pretty solid. And he said, you know, but there's this other cut of it, you know, that's supposed to make it better. And I and I was like, man, like, I don't know what it could be that could, because it, it's so bloody confusing. The, the story itself, like certain motivations didn't make sense, blah, blah, blah. And then I saw the uncut and it was like, I was like, oh, I know what you need in order to make sense of a movie. You need the 45 minutes of additional footage. And all <laughs> of a sudden now the story makes sense. And that movie jumped from a six to like an 8.5 to me like overnight. It's you so know, bad. and I, I love just,
3: watching like, deleted scenes. I'm like, oh, that should not have been deleted in any right. way, shape, or form.
0: And it's that like, makes and this I,
3: entire scene makes sense.
0: When you hire certain people, right? And I'm not saying everybody, but right. when you hire certain people that are visionary people or that do have a reputation, right? Like Ryan Johnson had a reputation before he came to Star Wars. I think the Russo Brothers had a reputation. Um, uh, fucking Zack Snyder certainly had a reputation And he's fucking Nolan's protege You know what I mean When you hire these people Like the audacity of these fucking Like like these film industry people Like to think that they should be the ones To get in the way and decide what's good Of like you hired them to do the job You know I'm you're not, yeah. not talking about like Joe Blow Out of film school that you're giving a break to I'm not yeah, talking right. about that I'm talking about people that have proven That they can make film You know yeah. like Just stay out of the fucking way. Stay out of the way. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's.
0: That's my excuse. That's that's
1: the bean bean counters, man. They just, you know, it's no. This is the formula. We got to stick to it. If you deviate, then, you know, we're going to chop it up. We're going to take control back from you. We're going to do something, whatever. And yeah, then you get a product that suffers because of creative differences. I, mean, you know, I one person's creative, the other's not. Just right. let the creative people create and let the bean counters figure out how to finance this shit. Right. You
0: know? right. I've always said that, like, I, I feel like comic books and a lot of this stuff is, like, you know, modern-day mythology. You know, like, Superman is our Zeus. And you know what I mean? Like, it's, like, it's that. And I think that, like, I don't know. It's, like, when I saw the Snyder Cut, to me... It was the first time that I felt like I was watching a, a superhero movie that felt more like Lord of the Rings than Spider Man. Yeah, you know? and like, it like, and look, if all this shit sucks from here on out, and I fucking hate everything for the rest of my life, like, like you know, not for nothing, man. At least I had this like four hour movie that like I truly love. And you could still watch because yeah. they can't yeah. take it away, right? You can't take it away from me. Yeah. yeah.
3: but you're right. Like you do hire the, like what you were talking about, you hire these people to do the thing and then people love the thing. And then due to whatever creative differences, the person who is in charge is removed. And all of a sudden something suffers. Like the first thing that popped in my head, was like community. You Mm -hmm. ever watch that TV show? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so it's done by a dude named Dan Harmon. He was like the principal writer in the creator for the first season. And then like halfway through the second season, there was some sort of difference and he left. And then it, you, it was like, it stuck around for another season. And then he like, he came back and cause they got him back. And then it went on to go do its stuff. Right. Right. It was like, he was just removed in the middle and it's luckily survived and came back. Um, but it was just that it was like there was some sort of weird creative difference, and all of a sudden, the lead writer and creator was literally
0: poofed. Yeah,
3: and then it came back, and I was like, "Oh, okay that that explains like the weird that explains the like dip here, yeah. <laughs> the, the the drop in quality, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's definitely a difference in quality and wow. uh, the direction." Because it's hard to pick up and run with somebody else's direction, especially if they don't, like, if they haven't written out step one through ten, and you're like, okay, well, I stopped at step two, so you got to figure out step three.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, but even if it is written out, it still feels different. Yeah, It'll still always feel different. Because you can never do
3: one through ten the same way as somebody else. Right. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, they gotta they gotta figure it out from the start. You know, if they're gonna do something like Star Wars Visions where everybody gets a cut at an episode, great. Yeah. But if if you hire someone and they have a, a vision lined out and plot it out, don't don't cut them out in the middle because then shit's gonna go, you know, awry and it's not gonna come out good. It's not gonna be the product that it was built up to be. Yeah. You know? Yeah it's just gonna be you know the bean counters the the things that make money the the member
0: berries right yeah i've had like man I, I was i'm sitting here thinking about it and like how much i like like i don't think there's any other franchise that i've chased down quite the way as i've chased down batman maybe with the exception of star wars but like like you know like the caves and the 66 batman were like the batmobile drove out of like i've oh, stood fun. there loved it oh I've nice stood- you know what I mean? And, like, I, I've sat in that 66 Batmobile. I've sat on the Dark Knight uh, motorcycle. Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I I don't think there's uh, there's very many franchises that I've chased down the way that I've, like, chased that shit down. I, I, like, my kids are named after Batman characters. You know what I mean? Like, it's nice. uh, it's crazy. You know, like, it's, I don't know. It's It's entangled in my life in a way that, like, not a lot of other stuff like this is, it's pretty much just star Wars and Batman and star Wars. I, I got my divorce paperwork in. I'm just waiting to hear back. From the <laughs> you know, I I actually like, I, um, my main room in my basement, right. is like, uh, you know, it has a very small DC section. Um, but like people are always like, where's the DC stuff. And then like, it's this, you go into this other room and it's like almost like half of the room is all DC stuff, you know? And then there's like, it's it's just uh I don't know. It's like I, I don't there's something about that shit and like I grew up like I think most comic book kids are like you know, like it was Spider Man that was my introduction to comics and then the X Men and Wolverine and and then you kinda get into like the wider Marvel universe and then eventually like uh when I started reading DC, you know, like specifically um you know, stuff that Grant Morrison was doing um, with like Arkham, uh, Tim sale and Jeff Loeb stuff with haunted night and, uh, the long Halloween and, you know, Miller's Dark night returns and like kind of just all that stuff. And like, as an older person, that shit just resonated differently with me. And then as soon as like it, it clicked, then I was off to the races on DC, you know, where I was kind of like everybody else, right? Like, you know, I was like, DC was kind of like, i don't know like your grandpa's superheroes you know whereas yeah. like you know spider-man and wolverine felt more today and then um but it, it became like it be- it was had to do with me becoming an a, like an adult and like appreciating it more and it spoke to me more and then you know batman in particular you know i think resonated at a different level and you know for the for the will and determination and things i kind of discussed but like you know i don't know that shit is uh that I, I think that so many great people have come along and touched that franchise and made it what it is that like it would be too i I don't nothing's impossible and i certainly don't want to tempt these motherfuckers don't get me wrong but i think it would be very hard to destroy it you know yeah
1: yeah it's definitely got a solid foundation
2: (laughs) Yeah.
3: yeah solid foundation and a lot of people uh do love it and a lot of people have like you said they put their you know a lot of people have put their heart and soul into that character and made it their own, and you know, taking it to its own new level to the point where it would be hard. Um, but it's yeah. a recognizable symbol, and that's kind of where His... I think it kind of does resonate with everybody. I think that was actually where I was going with that a second ago. Like you said it before, it's oh really, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's like this, it's a such a recognized symbol to the point where it is just larger than life. It mm-hmm. is. Uh, it will be around. And then Batman, Batman's bigger
0: than Batman. Is what right. I'm yeah, saying, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. 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 It he sounds is,
3: weird, but yeah, he's bigger than Tom. He's bigger than Bruce Wayne. Uh, you know, I'll
0: be on the, I'll be on the phone, you know, and just have like a pen Like I'm talking to somebody and then like, I'll look down, you know, and I'm, I'm like, got my calendar in front of me and I've like scribbled a bat symbol in the corner, like just not even thinking, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like, it's just like, it's like I said, man. From the, I think the first thing I said about it was I think there's something primal about it that it that connects with people, you know, I don't know if it's like the devil horns. I don't know what it is. I think there's something it's 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 something that like you the that you something about it seems bad and yet, you know, it's good to aspire to be somewhat like it. it is like I think the the dichotomy mm. of it that's alluring, you know, it's like the devil you know but yeah. it's like but it's like he's also you know this standard of justice you know lowercase j <laughs> his own form of justice so. right right, <laughs> and right.
3: That's it, he's got his own he's got his own you know scruples which obviously which is one of the like you brought the justice league cartoon like his cartoon even him in the cartoons he's like no this is the answer and everybody's like but we can't do that and he's like but we have to.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? And I mean, that's what I always get into this conversation with like, you know, him and Superman, you know, and people are like, well, Superman could just, you know, destroy him. And I'm like, no, he can't because Superman is not willing to do what Batman is willing to do to win. And that's yeah. what makes Superman Superman. And that's what makes Batman, Batman. <laughs> you also, know?
3: you know, his contingency plans for literally everybody.
0: Yeah. 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 And his contingency plans for his contingency plans. (laughs) Yeah.
3: In case contingency plan one fails, I got two, three and four. And then there's also a contingency plan. If somebody takes me over who I've given to somebody else and I've given all of those plans, you know, split them up. So not everybody has the same plan. Right. Yeah. I mean, I
0: I take that with me in life, you know, like whenever, like in my professional life specifically, but you know, whenever I encounter a problem that needs a solution, you know, while I'm working on the solution, I, I am usually brainstorming about plan B and plan C should plan A not work. You well, know, yeah. like, I'm running all of those scenarios over in my head at the same time, and I think that is something that I've picked up from reading this character so much. You know, like, um, yeah, like I said, impact, huge impact on my life.
3: You're probably not, like... Uh, he was actually a massive impact on one of my brother-in-law's lives, uh, to the point where he was just nick- nicknamed Batman, Yeah, right? he, he drew the Batman symbol <laughs> everywhere. Like he had, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, and I'll be honest, uh, when I started, you know, dating his sister, uh, he's like, I got some questions for him. He has to answer these. Right. You know, and and so i passed the test obviously he didn't run me out uh and we became good friends um he but that was it. it is like it just resonated with him so much as well it, like to the point where you know he legit just like that was him uh he just he tried to always look at the prop like do the right thing and like all that other stuff and mm-hmm. It just spoke to him, you know, in a massive fashion.
1: It's it's funny that you his nickname was Batman because I had a buddy growing up that we nicknamed Batman. Completely different reason though. Any anytime we'd be hanging out, all of us, we'd just be doing our thing, hanging out. All of a sudden, we'd like look look away, and he'd be gone. And we look back, we're like, "Where the fuck did he go?" (laughs) So Mm -hmm. we just call him Batman because he'd just fucking disappear without anyone noticing, like car and everything just gone. And we're like, "What the hell just happened?"
3: That's good. That's
1: good. Yeah, he had some skills to just disappear. (laughs) Maybe he was Batman.
0: I don't
3: know. (laughs) So, uh, I was actually thinking about this earlier, and I didn't even talk to Mike about this. Uh, So, out of pure curiosity, who's your favorite Joker? Bobby. (sighs) Uh... Anywhere. Like a portrayal of the Joker, obviously not like comic books but like a portrayal of the joker
0: so it's I, I go back and forth between hamill's joker specifically in the arkham games not the animated series but the arkham Shit. games. Yeah, um, all right um i go back and forth between that one and ledger all
3: right um, agree.
0: i mean you know, like it depends on what day you catch me in it's like whether or not i do de- classify metallica's black album as one of their good ones it like depends on which day you catch me. <laughs> um but like it, it's uh, i think that like the thing about the, the animated series kind of it's great joker don't get me wrong but it always kind of keeps him in check because of the format of the show whereas like the yeah. arkham games arkham games let the leash off and yeah. was, like, you know and so like that's the joker that i always wanted in the animated series and it's and it is bloody perfect You know, but like I said, it's still that live action thing. And there's something there's something about Ledger's Joker that's like it's not the Joker that I'm most familiar with in terms of like how he does business and sort of acts and everything. But it's what Ledger's Joker taught me, I think, as a fan is that Joker should make you fucking uncomfortable. And And he did a
1: fucking brilliant job at it. Yeah. And I think when I saw
0: when I saw specifically the scene where he had that one Batman tied up that was like not the he was like, are you the real batman <laughs> you know, why do you dress up like him like um, i felt uncomfortable you know yeah. what i mean like i felt like i didn't know what was going to happen and i think that's the beauty of the joker right is you know the you could have your shoes untied and the joker could notice and give you a hundred dollars for it or he could notice it and blow your head off for it. Like they just depending on the day that he saw you with your shoes untied, you know, but it's like that, that consistent level of just discomfort that you should always be in around him. And, uh, a <laughs> and ledger made me feel that for the first time, I think, which
1: was amazing. Cause it was a pretty boy heartthrob, that they cast huge controversy yeah. over it. And then he comes out and you're just like, Oh fuck.
0: What yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it changed my like uh i never i never make assumptions about right or wrong casting anymore after him because i was very vocal like just in my friend's circuit because before all this thank god that none of that's on record um but like i was very vocal amongst my friends of like just a horrible choice that he was like a knight's tale are you for real that's nah, um, a good movie <laughs> you know but like ever since then like i'm like man like you know they're like Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to play, you know, Black Canary in this. Now, like, let's see. Let's see it. Let's, no, let's, let's not. see judge. what he does. See what he does. Right? You know, he's a
3: <laughs> guy. The reality is, like, they picked it for a reason. Yeah. We don't know what they did. Like, mm-hmm. you, there's so many people out there that you're like, they're kind of pigeonholed, and then they do something completely off kilter, and you're like, shit, uh, I did not know you were capable of that we'll go back to Battinson, right? Like that dude, everybody pigeonholed him as Edward from freaking twilight. Right. But if you look at his acting abilities, the dude is actually pretty, a phenomenal actor.
0: Right. Right. And I think that like, even like, um, Leto, right. Like, um, seeing him in the Snyder cut made me say, okay, now I want the, now I want to see this eye cut. I didn't give a shit before, but now I actually do want to see it. You know yeah do you, do you think he's uh he's robin i do not i do not personally um yeah but like i think that uh you know he's another one that like i will say like even in that first suicide squad movie like when they had that security guard and he straddles them like i was uncomfortable you know right? and like and like so he's another one that like just it wasn't the same way and it did and it he he wasn't able to tap into it as consistently as ledger yeah but in in few moments i was like i was like shit man i i I don't know how i feel about this like whether i feel safe or unsafe you know like
1: i I mean there yeah there were different different jokers too right he was more the gangster type you know and if if you take him for that he did a he did a decent job you know yeah and unfortunately an actor is only as good as their writing staff a director and all that stuff and uh, yeah, the yeah the first suicide kind of squad's not too
3: good with that but yeah you can um, kind of let them off the leash but yeah you know like we go back to the whole the being people stepping in and stuff like that and it's like oh, all right well you kind of made it but even when the, he got when he got announced as a joker people were like oh, or whatever and then they they did the they did do those promo pictures of his look. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure everybody's just hung up on the fat on his look. And I'm like, just because he's not, you know, what's his name? Uh, Caesar Romero Romero. Thank you. I was like, that's not whatever I was going to say was definitely going to be wrong. Like Caesar (laughs) Romero or Jack Nicholson. Right. Right. Uh, Just because he's not them and, or Heath Ledger, whatever. OK, great. He's not them, which is cool, because if he was trying to be them, he would fail horribly. Right. 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 If he was trying to be a better Jack Nicholson than Jack Nicholson, he yeah. would fail. Because- what I liked
0: about his look uh, was all the gold teeth and shit, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like, because like this Joker would have been at a point where like Batman would have had all of his dude's teeth knocked out. You know, that's how I viewed it in my mind is like Batman's got a hold of this dude so many times that there's not a tooth left in his head. <laughs> or you know?
3: I, I kind of did something similar, but I was like, I don't know what happened. He probably just bashed his head and like knocked his teeth out or he ripped him out himself because he the gold teeth would hold up better when getting maybe, punched.
0: maybe right. Maybe. Like
3: I kind of did a very similar thing. I was like, he's got a reason for all these things. Do I understand it? No. Will we finally understand it in the movie? I don't know. Maybe.
0: And I'm kind of hit or miss the the tattoos. Like I like some of them. Like I like, like the laughing face on the, on the hand, some of the face tattoos felt like they were trying to like really capitalize on the time that that movie was coming out. Yep. Um, But like, and and, you know, in, you know, on the other hand, I like a lot of what they did with the tattoos with Harley. You know, I think a lot of those worked and, like, kind of suited her character. And, you know, that DC Universe, man, like, it doesn't get, like, that that Snyder cut. Like, it doesn't get the kind of props, in my opinion, that it deserves. But, like, they nailed so much of that casting, man. Like, Margot Robbie, Affleck, Cavill, yep. uh, Gal Gadot, or Gal Gadot, however you're supposed to say it. Um, you know, like, they just like... Well, uh,
3: I even, I even like Ezra Miller as a flash. He's you, if you're trying to compare him to other people, it's kind of like, he's got this like weird quirkiness to him.
0: I don't hate him, but I don't think he, they nailed him the same way. Like, I think that they, I think that like the wonder woman, Harley, Batman, Superman, uh, and I, I might and, and cyborg, I would even, I would even say as well, but, like, those yeah. five, like, it's it's not that they got it right. It's that like they got it fucking perfect. And I feel yeah. like that's so rare that, like, you know, there's a number of times you get it right. But to get it perfect, like, I couldn't have chosen somebody better, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I digress. Once again, I, I start to feel like the guy, like, you know, like, complaining, like, it's not like it wasn't <laughs> my day. Yeah.
1: No, but I well, mean, even, like, look-wise, look right? If you look at all the people that have even portrayed Superman, right? Christopher Reeves was yep. perfect Yep. and Henry Cavill is perfect. Everyone yep. else. I can't see them as Superman. I don't picture them as Superman. I just picture them as bad cosplay when I, yeah, when look at them. Yep.
2: You
0: yeah. You know, but like, oh, even- I, I was going to say fucking Costner. Um, you know, there's a lot, man. I, I could go on and on like, like little minor roles and shit. When I go through and I watch those movies, I'm like, that is the perfect person for that role. Like, perfect you know i don't know not george clooney and no 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 not george clooney. i like him i think i like him in some other movies but i'm not 100 sure even on that to be honest with you i had to google it he's uh, good
3: in the right cast
0: yeah 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 no he's I'm like
3: sorry. marky mark uh you mark if you, marky mark is better with the right cast but if you put him in by himself with a poor supporting cast it's gonna go horribly Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, Actually, I'm like Transformers. Well, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm not a huge Marky Mark fan, but I'll tell you, uh, one movie that he's in is probably in one of my top ten movies of all time, and that's uh, Boogie Nights.
3: (laughs) But that's the
0: because he sings.
1: You got the touch? No, hell no, hell no. But
0: it's just that fucking movie is like it's like one of those I can I can. There's a few movies that I can have on, like people just have the news on. Like I can just have it on in the background, you know, while I'm cooking and enjoy the fuck out of it. And that's one of those. It's just, it's the dialogue, man. It's the, like, um, you ever seen that movie star Wars? Like three times people say, I look like Han Solo. (laughs) Really? Like, you know, like, it's like, I can, it's it's so (laughs) sharp, dude. Um, you know that like, what's on that tape is our heart and soul. And you can't have that back. Like it's, I can watch this shit over and over and over again, you know, like, uh, you know, little like that cl- quick, clever dialogue, like a lot of Tarantino shit and that one. And um, like even like Social Network is like another one that like because that was the, so good, the, the, the yeah, dialogue is just so fucking good that it's it's almost like music to me. I can just have it on while I'm cooking. Yeah, you know? and Justin so really comes
3: out of nowhere.
0: Yeah. I love that shit when it's like he loans you like two thousand dollars and then he, he owns you, he loans you two thousand dollars and then he loans you five thousand dollars. So he loaned you $7,000 and Zuckerberg's like, hold on one second. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got the same thing. Your math checks out. All right, let's do it. <laughs> I love that shit. You know, like, that was just so, so, good. so smart, you know?
1: Yeah. That was a really good movie. You know, like, like that was my first introduction to Andrew Garfield. And then he
3: was Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean he, like, I enjoyed the Andrew Garfield Spider Man, but he was a different Spider Man.
0: Yeah, I liked him too. I liked that you know, like you found my true weakness. It's really small knives. Like that. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Please. So <laughs> he,
3: he was the sar- he know. was the very sarcastic Spider Man that came, yeah. became popular in like the late nineties. And I agree. It, I still you know. enjoy that
0: first that 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 first Spider Man Andrew Garfield movie. It was good. It, it may be. I'm going through real quick in my head. It may be my favorite Spider Man movie. It's mine. It's... I, I, I showed it to
1: my wife for the first time
0: last week because um, we were, t- we
1: we're taking my my youngest daughter to see uh, Cross Spider Verse because uh-huh. uh, she's obsessed with Spider Man, like head to toe clothes. She's got a Spider Man right. hat on, like everything. Right. Um, so my wife never saw that, and I'm like, oh, prepare to be thrilled. <laughs> and she's she's
0: she like she had tears in her
1: eyes, and yeah. she like she loved it.
0: You know why I think it's so good. Uh it's and like i'll tie it back to the topic of this show i think it was highly inspired by batman begins if you look at like the times that they come out and how the first amazing spider-man handles like his backstory and all the stuff involving his parents and all that stuff it's not very real very straightforward non-superhero-y more like regular drama like nolan did you know like yeah they uh,
1: they tie into his like relationship with uncle ben and like he's You know he's like he's a kid he's a teenager but he's kind of a little bit of a screw up at this point in yeah. his life you know and he, there's that tit for tat and back and forth with uncle ben and you know like when he, when he forgets to pick up aunt may from work and she has to take the subway and uncle ben's pissed because of that and like yeah. all that dichotomy and stuff it it's grounded it's real it feels
0: yeah, yeah. now by it, the yeah. end with the lizard and all it starts to it, <laughs> <laughs> and then it starts to, It feels a little less grounded. Let's say, yes, yeah, um, yeah. But like that first act of that movie, I feel like is really grounded. It feels very straightforward, and I think it's definitely highly inspired by Batman Begins. Um, yeah, it was good, you know. And uh, yeah, I think it's good too, you know. So I don't know. My my, my personal
1: thing that I didn't like about the movie. And it might be true to the comics because I was not a big Spider-Man fan. I'm not like most sure. comic book fans that fell in love with Spider-Man and, and got swept up in it. Um, I thought he was, uh, Peter Parker was just a little too cool in it, you know, with his skateboard yeah, and his hair. And he was just a little too yeah. cool. Cause my, I, my thought of Peter Parker is uh, nerdy and he yeah. wasn't a nerd in it. He was, he was a, the, the awkward loner skater kid, which is yeah. not a nerd. That's,
0: I agree. That's fair. You know, that, really that, fair. That,
1: that was my only takeaway with that. Um, but other than that, yeah, I was... He I also seemed portrayal. a little
0: old to me. Like, <laughs> I don't know yeah. why like, he always seemed a little old for Spider-Man. I,
3: mean, I think it's because Garfield's so tall.
0: Maybe. So he, and, like, Maybe. he's
3: got, a, like, a young-looking face, but yeah. he's taller, so he by default, like, he's obviously just older, right? Like, and Dennis type.
0: Leary's great. Huh? great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah no it uh but no I, I really enjoyed that one uh as well yeah. yeah
1: yeah and and that and that's one of the first ones i mean before no way home where there was a big a bigger loss right you see like the, at least that those two movies you know he loses uncle ben yeah uh, well, he remember. loses captain stacy he yeah. loses he loses gwen you know yeah. there was there was sure. bigger stakes and it shows like this is With great power comes great responsibility. Like,
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? And I also, I think that like, you know, some of that stuff, like, I I don't think that second movie really needed Electro. That's my personal opinion. But like, (sighs) had they not had Electro, right? It really would have, this is something that I I say all the time, but like, it really would have gotten to be like a superhero movie where like the objective was just to save the girl. Because sometimes it's enough to just save the girl. You don't need the whole fucking city, Pacific Northwest, uh, whole fucking Eastern Hemisphere, the planet, the universe, the galaxy. Like, you don't need yeah. all that shit to be in jeopardy all the time.
1: Because Sometimes
0: it, just enough to save the girl.
1: Because if it does, then it, it, it makes the world smaller.
0: Yeah, because you had to keep, right? and you keep ratcheting it up and ratcheting yeah. it up. And, yeah, because you know, even right now,
1: like you know, I know you you guys talk about a lot, like post Endgame infinity war was my last like big favorite movie i was not a huge fan of endgame um but after that it's like where where do you go and it's hard for me to suspend disbelief with these movies now where it's like well they've all come together all like 200 of these superheroes to defeat Thanos. and it's like all right there's this big baddie over here and it's one of them fighting him right now where the fuck's everyone else like why isn't something going off why isn't someone's spider sense going off and you know (laughs) so to me it's hard to suspend disbelief where, where they've gone where it's like, well, every movie should almost be a team-up movie in my mind at this point, because they've already done it. Right. And it's it's like, you know, why, why go wouldn't...
3: Backwards?
1: Yeah, why go backwards? Why wouldn't someone be there to help always, right, yeah. when there's 200 of these superheroes? Right, there's a lot
0: right. of them, yeah. You know,
1: I get the Guardians are in space, or you know, Thor's, right. And, right. Thor's right. over right. here, but like, the people on Earth, you know, Captain America's retired, but you have, you know, Sam, what, you know, why can't Sam show up and help, or, or Bucky? Right. He, you know, they're still around. Um, so that that that's that's what makes it difficult for me yeah i hear you you know when the threat's so big but <laughs> yeah, no, one, no one else is gonna fucking show up to help me like even like ant-man i i get it right they got sucked in the quantum realm everyone's not going to be able to just dive into the quantum realm to help them. so he was in a vacuum that made sense right um you know and i guess even like wakanda forever right they made that personal you know that wasn't like a yeah, yeah. The whole world thing it was uh you know wakanda and uh atlantis yeah and and
0: i think even like introducing atlantis and getting to know atlantis and and doing all that i think that that played a big part in like making that movie successful for me where i feel like they haven't really been taking their time with a lot of stuff recently you know like leaving that like i'll take like uh what's the one i just saw the guardians movie right yeah um leaving the guardians movie the villain that's in that who is it the uh fuck I can't even remember his name uh high evolutionary uh, seen high evolutionary I I don't I don't feel like I really understand the high evolutionary all that well right but like leaving Wakanda forever I completely understand Namor I completely understand his motivations I understand the yeah. world that so I like I get the whole picture it's like that's to me what makes it well done is um, it's not just, it's not just giving you the character and then force feeding you the few bits of information you need in order to make sense. It's really taking its time and letting you get to know and experience this new aspect to this franchise. I think they need to slow it down. Yeah, no, they, they, I, I loved it.
1: I, I thought the movie was a little bit too long. Yeah, um, probably. Probably. Those those aquatic armor or whatever the armor that the Wakandans had, I thought that was dumb. Even though it's from the comics, I, I felt like I could have done without that. But I love the fact that like Namor's story was compelling. Yeah, you know, it's pretty much like, hey, only two civilizations in the fucking world have vibranium, you and us. Right, and I didn't go tell these motherfuckers about it. You did, and now they're looking for me. Like, fix right. it.
0: Yeah, like, uh, it was yeah. it was very compelling and i like that um uh I like but the only part that i like really drove me nuts was like you know you get that nice big battle in wakanda between oh, the, yeah, Italian, you know and then you get to like the climax battle and it's just like 20 guys on a boat it's like, eh, <laughs> i guess this is fine you know this is good it's like this is good too right guys like yeah okay. yeah
1: yeah and i i did i did feel uh shuri looked a little awkward in the the suit she's a little too scrawny in it
0: yeah uh, i think yeah she's a she's i think she's a very petite gal she's very
1: petite uh but i love her character i love that that actress is uh shuri is great
0: yeah um yeah
1: and you know like what they did with the story and you know the passing of chadwick and stuff they i think they handled it very well
0: yeah 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 for sure obviously respectful and all that yeah i agree yeah that was that was pretty good um
1: I know, Riri, whatever Iron Art was okay. I, I felt like it didn't
0: need yeah. it. Yeah, I I don't think it needed it either. I don't think it needed it either. I think you know, I think that that, that that part felt a little shoehorned into me. But um, you know, to me that the heart of that shit is, you know, dealing with you know, the Panther like the T'Challa loss and then introducing Namor and establishing the relationship oh, between dude. the Wakandans and the Atlanteans, and to me it did it perfectly. Yeah, like I,
1: um Fucking Angela Bassett, and oh, she's amazing! Holy she was amazing. shit, she, yeah, she, she definitely, she definitely like hit that out of the park.
0: She was robbed at that fucking Emmy. I think oh, it was yeah. it. Golden Globe. It was one of those two yeah. where she was best all supporting. of them? yeah, all, yeah, yeah of them. all of them, yeah. He uh, was robbed. That that fucking performance when she let those motherfuckers have it. That uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that that was uh like it made my blood curl. You know what I mean? Like
1: yeah, yeah, and like her loss, right? It's yeah. when yeah. she uh, when she um. I, believe I, I, I the head of security or whatever. And she's like, don't fucking talk to me about loss.
0: You, you know, can't she tell me that like, that woman that I saw on screen didn't give birth to T'Challa and raised him for 20 <laughs> some yeah. years. Like you can't tell me that's not the loss that I saw experience, you know?
1: Yeah. And that she literally was married to T'Chaka for however many yeah. years until yeah, like, yeah, it yeah. was uh, like, that yeah, was good. powerful. It's good. Um, good stuff. But I mean, you know, circum you know, circling back, maybe that's why another reason why like Batman works so well, right? It's it's not Batman saving the world. It's he just cares about Gotham for the most part.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Very like uh yeah, very much the same way. Like him, you know, Panther, Aquaman, like they all kind of have like the same sort of like attitude about that shit where it's like their hometown. There's like the the sun rises and sets.
3: I'm gonna protect over here. Yeah. yeah. You guys protect your over
0: there yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah. it's it's self-contained you know like daredevil in hell's kitchen
3: right it's you
2: know
1: all the other superheroes can be like you know what you got that we'll take care of the rest of the world you know and that's fine and that can live in a vacuum and that's why that's another reason why i think it works so well is because it's so self-contained
0: and gotham in and of itself is a character you know it's it's uh you know it's it's like a living breathing thing just like any other you know kind of continuing book or, or element of that book like you know the GCPD, like as a as a organization, is a character. You know Gotham yeah. is a character. You know Arkham is a character. You know Blackgate is a character. Like, you know it's like uh, I don't know. There's not too many like of this shit that I I can tell you like you know geographic regions of or names of buildings in and you know what I mean? It's insane. It's insane. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. They've they've in such a small world they've built it out very dense.
0: And I'm always curious to see how people represent it. You know what I mean? Like like when like when I played Arkham City, I'm like, ooh, I get to see what their their Gotham looks like. Or you know, when you do the when I saw the Batinson one, I was like, I get to see what this Gotham looks like. It's like always like a you know, like a treat to see how like Gotham looks, you know? It's it's crazy. It's weird. It's like it's I don't have that same feeling with other stuff, you know. Yeah, and I mean even like Metropolis, like mm-hmm. you know, I, I
1: don't care. I don't care. <laughs> like- I don't care either. Hey, yeah. There's a Daily planet. planet. Great. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. Where's Jimmy? Yeah. Where's, where's, where's Jimmy? Jimmy Wilson? Wilson? Yeah.
3: <laughs> like, that's it. Like, uh, but back to the Gotham thing. And I thought the TV show Gotham, I thought, did a pretty good job of expanding on, like, the G, like you said, the GCPD type aspect of it, right? Yeah. Like you've got Commissioner Gordon, but I think. The whole TV show Gotham, like, cent- like centralized on the GCPD and how, you know, they got yeah. their own weird moral compasses half the time.
0: Yeah, I watched the first season of that. Um I struggle. I struggle with uh, any TV because I, I don't know. I don't know if I have commitment issues or, or what. <laughs> like, I just have a, uh, you know, like the longer something goes on, like the harder I have time, like, yeah, seeing it through.
3: No, I, like, I just can't say So here's awake. the thing, though. You're mm-hmm. kind of right, though. Like on that show, the first season, it's a bit rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot of TV shows that, like, like that's why I said, like, earlier in the conversation, I said, I'm a bit more forgiving than most people. Like, I've mm-hmm. got, like, a full season of TV in me in most things, at mm-hmm. the minimum. Uh, I don't typically drop TV shows until I've seen where the second season's going. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you like, it sometimes takes a moment to get going, right? Right. And Gotham was one of those shows. Even I was like, all right, like, I'm going to stick it out because I've got my own, like, scruples here, or more not morals, like, my own rules, if you will. Right. Uh, And I'm like, I'm going to go through the full season. And I started the second season. I was like, okay, it's, like, I could see where you're going. Like, you took a, it was a slow start, but, you know, I could see where you're going on this. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I could definitely understand why people dropped it after the first few episodes. And I'm like, oh, I, I get yeah, it. Yeah,
0: I finished the first season, and I um, I didn't hate it. I was like, oh, this is all right. But I just never really continued with it. Um, You know, like, I don't know. I, I struggle with TV. You know, uh, movies, I think, like, it's like a low. It's like, I'm, I'm going to sit down and watch this for two hours, and that's it. Yeah. You know, it's easier. It's easier, think- it's, it's easier uh- for me. My problem is once I get the kids to bed, it's so late
1: and I'm so fucking tired from the day that yeah, I'll yeah. put on a show and I'll, I'll fall asleep halfway through or I'll get one episode through and I'm like, I don't have time to watch fucking 16 episodes or whatever. I
0: also may have tied too many on by that point where I'm like,
1: <laughs>
0: all depends, it all depends on what kind of a day I'm having. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. Yeah.
3: yeah so
1: uh, but, uh, you know. I'll give a show a couple episodes, especially if it's interesting, you know, because if not, yeah. you know, I, I do feel like a lot of shows it takes it to the second season to really get their stride in. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, like, like a little little show known as The Office, you know, <laughs> uh, most, <laughs> yeah, people can't, most people don't like the first season. But once you get to the second one, it,
3: it... which is weird, because I started in the second season and I stopped recording it after three episodes. I was like, nope.
0: Yeah, i, like, I mean I, I like i like I, you know I, I say this all the time i like both um but the british one i just think is such a slice above like it's like um it seems less like a caricature the british one yeah. seems less like a caricature it seems more like real life whereas the american one seems like an impression of real life
1: yeah well i mean that's I like, ricky Gervais like too
0: he's, he's fucking brilliant yeah dude no shit no you shit. Know, he's, he's
1: fucking even when you hear him talk or like a stand-up and shit, it's like all right. All right. Well, was this was a stand-up where he like lists off a bunch of people and he's like, all right, who can I offend today? And like he
0: just yeah, doesn't I give mean, a, he's unapologetic I, and doesn't give a fuck. I love like him, like there's a few, like right, like him, Chappelle, um, you know, Chris Rock to a lesser extent these days, but like, you know, there's a hand a Bill Burr. There's another one like these, these people that are like these comedians that are like, you know what, we're pushing back against this like offensive, like you can't make an offensive joke. Like it's not our fault to make you not offended. It's your fault for getting offended or not knowing yeah. how to control your offended emotions. And I yeah. love that group of comedians that are really pushing back against it, you know, because like you can't, it's the same thing as like Star Wars. Like you can't let the fans dictate the art. The fans yeah. can dictate what art is successful because they can support it or not support it, and that art can live or die by it. That's fine, but you can't let the fans dictate the art because the fans yeah. aren't artists.
1: And what's great is it's the, it's these big names that are doing it too. You know, it's yeah. it's not the little guys trying to light a you know stoke a fire. It's these yeah. big guys that are just setting a blaze and like you know we're gonna take a stand because what is comedy if you can't insult someone realistically right yeah, like some I mean, someone somewhere in some demographic some nook or cranny should always be offended by a joke is, yeah is the way i look at it it's i
0: i think that like you know what brings people together is laughing together you know and especially laughing at each other at what we know makes us different you yeah. know and La- laughing yourself that breaks all sorts of boundaries you know like let you know race and all that bullshit or fucking sex and whatever like fuck all that like even just you know i live you know whatever near baltimore and he lives near dc the difference is there you know what i mean we sh- two people should be able to laugh at like it brings people together like i always say like fucking Chappelle show did more for fucking bringing people together than any activist that i've ever known you know what i mean because we got together and laughed and was like yeah like that's fucking yeah. true or that's fucking true and like you know, like it helped people understand each other, you know, I think.
1: You know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Special show's fucking great. I love I love it how he found he, he finally came back and like started doing stand up after like how yeah, many it's
0: great. years. He's great. great, man. That dude's that dude, I think that dude is the GOAT. I think he is the greatest of all time. I I think I gotta yeah. give it to him. Like I got, he stuff works he's
3: been coming out with since crazy. he came back. Yeah. Like he, he openly admitted he's like basically I I messed up, guys. Like Mm, whatever like i took a sabbatical but you guys can't like take advantage of me because of that yeah like and he's holding his ground and you know
0: yeah for better or
3: worse everybody you know opinion opinion aside like he's doing it and
0: he know, works I mean, in comedy the way that fucking i don't know man Raphael worked in oils or some shit dude. it's like it's like something i've never seen before like the way that it's like one bit that he's these these most recent ones right since he's come back heavy like the netflix specials like it's really as if it's one long joke with multiple punchlines like i've just never seen anything like it it's like yeah. he starts he starts on a on a on a trail and the trail is the joke and it's just there's just laughs along the way but he's always on this one path it's it's uh i don't know yeah I, he's, I, a, he's a smart he's, motherfucker that's what he's the great i think you he's know, the he's he's great is- He's not stupid by any means,
1: and he knows what the fuck he's doing. Yep, and that—that's—that's that's what's so like compelling with
3: that. But yep, there's, he's uh, whatever it, he does. Like does it, going back, whatever he does, he's like, no, I did it. Like,
0: no. yeah, he's accountable. You know, like, uh, yep. and yeah. uh, imagine having to be accountable for a joke. Anyway, I man, it's fucking. Crazy. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. It's, it's a fucking them. joke. You know, so he's. That's what and they get paid paid for to make you laugh, to make you just freaking shut off for you know forty yeah. minutes. If you
0: don't, if you don't, if you don't like it, I I know a way to avoid it. <laughs> you can sure. definitely
3: just turn yeah. off Netflix.
0: You can just turn it off. Yeah, yeah. As you go like this, or you can you can yeah. if, you, if you don't if you if you hate it, you can unsubscribe to Netflix. You can, <laughs> there's all sorts of steps you can take before you allow yourself to get offended. Yeah. Yeah,
1: you can return all the DVDs that you rented from Netflix. And... Yeah, yeah.
0: I still got, you know, I still have, have a few. Who knows? <laughs> well, I don't no, care there's, anymore.
1: There's there's, uh, there's a new kid. I don't know if he's new, but that's like hitting the ranks in the TikTok and all that stuff right now. Uh, that uh, Matt Rife. I, I was hoping
3: name. you were gonna say the name.
1: Yeah. What? I was or wasn't? It wasn't. <laughs> Dog, you gotta look him up. This dude's he's fucking. I've hilarious. avoided.
3: Whatever yeah. memes or anything, everything's like, Matt Rife is taking over. He was like, the only reason he's on anything I do is because you put him there just now.
1: <laughs> but he, yeah. dude, he's fucking
3: hilarious. He's so funny, yeah. and yeah. He, he's the same way. Money. He's
1: edgy. He doesn't care. He doesn't care what color you are, what race, um, what's you know, sexuality or whatever. Yeah. He he fucking rags on people, and it's fucking hilarious. I
0: had a um I had a party here recently, and um had a bunch of had a bunch of people here, right. And some that I don't get to spend enough time with or wish I could spend more time with due to logistics or whatever the case may be. And, uh, this, I had this one dude out, uh, this dude, Travis, right. And gay dude, been a supporter of mine for a long time. And, uh, I think, I think very highly of him. you know, I don't get to interact with him much, but I, I get to see him interact and I'm always pretty impressed with how he carries himself. Right. Um, so he's sitting down at the table, you know, we're talking. And I was like, I was like, let me ask you a question, man. I was like, I was like, I was like, I make g- gay jokes. Like there's like, there's like gay innuendo jokes that are made on nerve rage, for instance. Like, and I was like, yet you're here. <laughs> like, why are you not offended? You know? And he was like, and his answer was, I'm just happy that I'm included the same way everybody else is. Yeah. I want to
3: be made fun of too.
0: Yeah. You know, like you're making fun of them and you're making fun of them and you're making fun of us too. And yeah. like, I don't feel excluded. And he's like, yeah. and he's, and, he's, and he's like, you know, and then all the, like, I could tell there's no hatred or malice behind it, which is all fair and true. But that, that, uh, it really took me back. You know what I mean? Like, uh, but like I said, I've always been impressed with how he carried himself. And then that, that day was no different, you know?
1: Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. even there's uh there was a clip of, I don't know if it was audio or whatever, or where i heard it from but it was this this woman in a wheelchair that went to a comedy show and she got destroyed by the the comedian and she went up to him after the show and i think it was a comedian telling the story or whatever and he's like oh fuck he's like this isn't gonna go over well you know i'm right. gonna get a, a, a mouthful and she like had tears in her eyes and she was just thanking him and she was like thank you for including me making me right. part of of the joke part of the show she's like so yeah. many times people just look the other way because they don't understand it they're so uncomfortable they think i'm i'm different but i'm not and she like just thanked them and it's like that's that's true that's just the way everybody is you know people yeah. people have to get over the the you know the fear of insulting people and realize that they're, they're people that's where Making it begins that's where it ends
0: about someone is not in, inherently a bad thing like, and I know yeah. that sounds tricky, but if, if, if you know, then, you know, like, you know, yeah. like I, I always say at my work, you know, like, w- you know, there'll be a crew of guys or whatever. And I'll be like, man, like, if it's a new person and people are making fun of them or whatever, I'll always say like, look, relish this because if the jokes ever stop, you are not liked. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: yeah. I've been telling that to people for years. Uh, I have worked at places and I'm like, like, You know, you're not like this with other people. I'm like, I don't like them. Right. If I like Like, you, I'm gonna tease
1: you, I'm gonna like that's that's like there's
3: there's a playful back and forth. And Mm -hmm. you know, the reality is like you just hope that the other person is also in the same boat because that's what you want, right? Mm -hmm. It's and like you just said, you're like if if the jokes stop, if the playfulness stops, that's when you should not understand like yeah. Be yeah. Yeah. that's when it. you
0: should be worried that's when yeah. you should be worried
3: it's yeah, not when I don't...
0: Making... it's not when the people are making fun of you it's when the people stop making fun of you that's when you need yeah. to be worried yeah,
1: right? yeah cuz if i don't like someone i don't want anything to do with them i don't even want yeah. to speak of
0: them you know yep. and, and they it's don't, like... don't want to talk to you they don't want to talk about you they don't trust yeah. you they don't like it 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 has a lot of negative inquiries that a lot of i think even specifically younger people don't necessarily understand but... yeah oh well you know. Yeah, unfortunately, what do they say, like, do like, uh, nowadays. This next generation is the worst generation we've ever seen, written by Socrates. You know, <laughs> you know like it's just like Socrates. <laughs> you so. know, <laughs>
1: yeah, it's it's true, it's true. Jesus. Uh, all right, well, Bobby, it's been like two hours. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm having, I'm, and I, I, I know Nick is too. We're having a blast talking with you. I wish we can do it. More, but yeah. I don't want to take up. Nick doesn't want to take up too much more of your time. I know you're a busy man. You got 101 podcasts that you do well, yourself. I don't care. Don't. <laughs> that, is don't sure. me. <laughs> that is true.
0: Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for having me. On. Appreciate
1: it. Yeah, we appreciate. You know, let everyone know where they can find you, what they can catch you doing.
0: Uh, you know, in your girls' DMs, that's where I usually lurk. And <laughs> you, know, you can find me right there.
1: Oh snap! <laughs>
0: that's always what I say. You know, oh, I'm not good, good at s- self-promotion and all that shit. Like, I'm terrible at it. It's uh, you know, <laughs> not like easy.
3: you're hard to find.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm out there. Well, out I mean. There. If you're looking for it, I'm out there.
3: Right. Yeah,
1: right. But Bobby yeah. Skullface, Bobby Heavy Hands, The Truth. Yeah. yeah. So many things. <laughs> yeah. Paul Pierce. Nope.
0: That's him. That's him. I'm at, a, I'm at a pretty good streak, though. I have 52, 52 reviews and no breaks.
1: Oh, shit. So, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I always tell everybody if they don't know him, I'm like, he's the fucking hardest working content creator I know.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, you know, but these motherfuckers don't give a shit and they take this talk crazy. But, yeah, I mean, I, I bust my ass, man. Like, this is my second of three podcasts I'm doing today, you know? Like, oh, I did Nerd Race this morning, and then I'm doing this one, and then, um, and then I got to get my wife's car from the shop. And then I'm doing a show called The Kitchen Table, which is on my Patreon that's like a... Uh, it's, uh, it's been like the fastest growing show on my Patreon. Like it's, uh, uh, it's, it's very popular. So, uh, it's become What's like, a that about? uh, it's, uh, it's about personal stories from me and people that I know, uh, talking in an open and free space. Um, That's wild. <laughs> <and> the, stories, <laughs> and the stories, the stories are very, very wild because, uh, I happen to know, and happen to experience some crazy things in life, and I'll just I'll, I'll leave it at that while we're on the air.
3: You know what? That's great. Um,
0: <laughs> I'm interested yeah. now. Yeah, it's you good. hooked
3: me like twice on that.
0: It's good, and I have a different guest uh, every month, so I'd like to share, get a new fresh batch of stories and a new fresh batch of like just people that I know, you know, and um, that are outside the toy world and the nerd world and everything. Just because
3: people so- who have who you grew up with having crazy. Crazy yep. adventures. Yep. Uh, and stuff
0: that you wouldn't believe.
3: Sometimes yeah. you look back and you're like, I don't know how I'm here. Stuff that you wouldn't believe.
1: Well, cra- crazier than the shit you tell on Nerd
0: Rage? Or... Oh, yeah. I-, I couldn't tell these on Nerd Rage. <laughs> uh, all right. Oh,
3: all right.
1: Yeah. Then that's that, that even more, more interesting,
0: yeah. compelling that shit. now you've got
1: nerd, people... Because Nerd Rage gets really good.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, Nerd Rage, I'm pretty open on too. Um, um, I would say I'm most open on... So like, uh, uh, I mean, on Patreon, like I have these three made like three very um, personal shows. One is the kitchen table um, where it's supposed to be just like guys sitting around a table talking how it would be, you know, and the are just in the mics there. Yeah. And then one is called Wine and Cheese, which is just my wife and I talking about like family stuff, kids stuff, um, sex, money, you know, like anything from like kids getting Wine. bullied at school to retirement to, you know, real life shit and then, um, and then another show called the Bobby Boogie Bot," which is where we like go into music stuff and talk about you know music sort of impact on our lives and stuff and those three are very, very personal, and then the rest are just kind of like antics and fun stuff and everything else but um but the the kitchen table has just been one of those that like I didn't know how it was gonna go over, and like it's like it's become one of the 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 bigger shows on that platform, so I just gotta make sure that I do my due diligence and get it done every month.
2: That's
0: um, awesome. Congrats. Yeah. I'm glad Thanks, I'm, if you're liking it Thanks. and that's
3: what you know and you're doing it and people oh, yeah, love dude. it.
0: Look it's, uh it's changed it's changed my life, man. That Patreon shit has changed my life. Like, you know, I'm I'm very good. grateful. I'm very grateful for it and for my audience there. Like uh I can't say enough good things about it, man. Like it's it's awesome. changed it's changed my quality of life overnight. <laughs> You know. So
3: go to Bobby's Patreon and watch him talk about crazy stuff and wine or something. I don't know. It's there. It's there.
0: It's there. But
3: congrats, man. And that folks brings us to the end. Thank you for tuning into your childhood's trash. We hope you enjoyed our conversation. If you liked the topic and it brought back some memories, hit the like button and comment letting us know. Don't forget to connect with us on all the socials and check ycwcast.com for any new ventures. See you on the next episode. Same trash time, same trash channel. Oh, I just had it and lost it. (laughs) Um, (sighs) Nope,
0: I lost it. Oh, Oh, well. I'm sure it was (laughs) great. (laughs)